0: All right, everybody. Welcome to episode 374 of the Unpaid and Underrated Podcast. Can you believe we've been doing this this long?
1: I can. Feels like it. It does.
0: It feels like every week. It's this. But it's been going amazing. It's been going amazing. I am joined um, by my friend Big Keith, as always. Howdy. And, of course, um, former crew member um, and still hopefully active listener, Siri Dahl. Big Siri Dahl.
2: Hi. Hi, Siri. Welcome. Hello, thank right <laughs> you. I'm happy to be here.
0: Now everybody's big here, so I hope that's uh that's not like Siri.
2: I love that. Yeah. That's <laughs> great. And of
0: course, every time I say your name, I have to make sure my phone isn't like going off. But Ooh, I didn't think about that.
2: I should have oh. reminded you all the that feature. You can turn that off in the settings. <laughs> you can turn it. It defaulted at some update recently to where you just say Siri and it activates. And I have told everyone that sees me regularly, like in real life, go into your phone and switch it back to where you have to say, Hey, Siri. I'm waiting for my phone. Yeah, my phone. I was <laughs> <laughs> I turned it totally off on all my stuff. Yeah, mine is
0: ar- Mine is already done it once where I was just like, "Oh, hey, honey, I'm just waiting on Siri," and then my phone was like, "What can I do for you?" That's <laughs> funny. All right, uh, so let's let's jump dive right in. Uh, Siri, what are you drinking?
2: I've got a um, I've got a couple of beverages. I have ADHD, which means it's a requirement that I have at least three at all times. So I've got my Sparkle water, Liquid Death, Convicted Melon flavor. Ooh, I haven't had that and- one it's fucking good and i've got a beer that it's called basic becky it's like a (laughs) a stout with like some wintry spices in it it's very tasty (laughs) and i got a big jug of water because i always have a big jug of water
0: how to stay hydrated keith what do you got Uh, i've Mm -hmm. got a new one this
1: week it is one of those prebiotics you guys are always talking about uh i'm guessing poppy p-o-p-p-i poppy brandon yeah i've seen Uh, it uh orange it's pretty damn good uh I think it's it's it looks like it's got a lot of fair amount of sugar in it, and I don't know. I hope it doesn't have any caffeine because I don't want to. I don't need any more uh, ad- ad- adrenaline pumping through my blood tonight. So hopefully, it's just a nice sparkling water. But It tastes good. I definitely would give it a five out of five.
0: Sugar is definitely good for the gut biome.
1: It does. <laughs> so, it is very tasty. <laughs> I,
0: I, have, usual, yeah, really I have, as usual, I have a Keats. We're not gonna, we're not gonna lie. I'm just always drinking Keats. I also <laughs> have a Liquid Death. It's my last one, which tells me it's time to go to the U.S. Which, mm-hmm. of course i am doing next week i will be uh, heading down to the arnold and hopefully swinging by some Costco's or some targets on the way back to get some liquid death some ghost energy and a chicken bake <laughs> oh chicken bake 50, i'm aware of the 100%. legend
2: of the chicken bake i am ashamed to admit that i have never tried one
0: hey that's okay me either they're uh they're they're okay you that's watch, it. You <laughs> yeah, watch yourself <laughs>
2: okay look i'm a costco girl but i'm a costco hot dog girl
1: the I, I, just, I did just have the my first hot dog there last week i think and it was uh it was i think the fact that it was a dollar 50 with a drink made it like oh wow this is like this is literally just a bun with a wiener on it there's like nothing like some shitty ketchup and it's just like oh wow this is a dollar fifty dollar seventy nine whatever it was so i think that contributed to like the
0: the decentness of it and then you taste it for hours that's my only forever. problem and then you had yeah. hot dog burps. Yes, yeah. they and they're they're unpleasant. And I I was there w- during you know w- everything that was going on. So you had hot dog burps in a mask, mm-hmm. and once that happens, you just never want you just
2: never eat that again. Like that's I am just I'm never going to forgive Costco for taking. They used to have. A little, a little crank machine that ground out like that sliced fresh onions on mm-hmm. your hot dog for you. And they got fucking rid of it during COVID. And uh, they've never brought it back. And I'm I'm so mad about it every time.
0: Yeah, that would suck. Mine just brought back hot dogs, but they haven't brought back the jalapenos or hot dogs. Hmm, onions for the I hot dogs, but they drink. haven't brought back jalapenos. Used to be able to get jalapenos. Hmm.
2: Yeah. All those things that people that's like in a vat that people's hands might get into. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah
2: or, like or they favorite. would show
0: up and just dump into like their drink. So they just yeah. steal them all. He's like, I'm just taking these home. These are my hot dogs or hot dog onions for the week.
2: Just, just a Costco size soda cup full of raw chopped onion. Uh, um, I've, I I've seen
0: it. I've seen somebody just pumping ketchup into their drink. And they're just like, what are you doing with that? And look, like, I need ketchup on my house. I'm like buy it. you Psycho.
2: <laughs> you can afford the membership to Costco. I assume. <laughs> like, what?
1: Now it was for- considered a, uh, would, would would those be considered fat hacks as a, you know, or just like, you know, cheap hacks? I don't know. I don't know where that would fall under.
0: What are the calories on ketchup? Like, are you really taking home ketchup for bulking? Oh, well,
1: no, it's more of the <laughs> as as Joey didn't listen to the like uh, Tyler used to say fat hacks all the time. So that was more of a throwback mm. to the backlog of just like fat guy hacks in general. So
0: I'm not taking like, the word of somebody that promised to eat 100 chicken nuggets and hasn't done it. <laughs>
2: that doesn't sound that hard.
0: Uh I mean we could get into that when we get our guest on. Yeah. But I mean I'm
2: thinking of the volume of a 20 piece order of nuggets and I'm just like okay so multiply that by 5 that's not that much. I mean okay that's a lot but like yeah, yeah I feel
0: like I'd get tired of chewing. Like that's just my problem with eating is I want to eat and I just don't want to keep like masticating like the 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 jaw up and down. It like, gets so boring. You have locked jaw? No, I just get tired of chewing. Like I just we talk ADHD and 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 neurospiciness and, you know, and all that. I just don't want to do this anymore. Like, just, I'm not hungry anymore. I don't want to do this. Um, no. do you have a Masnomic shirt on, Siri? No. No? What do you got? Anything cool? It's
2: just a. It's oh, just shit. a like a cool sweater with a little lightning bolt and like little stripies all over it. <laughs> uh,
0: it's. It reminds me of what was that cartoon? The singer, the gem, gem something.
2: Yeah, gem, gem in the. Right? <laughs> was yes. Like gemstones. That's not it. Yeah, the righteous gemstones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great Which, show. I love that show so much.
1: <laughs> we've actually, uh, one of our supporting members was on the show. Uh, one of our fellow crew was an extra. He was one of the uh, the religious cult guys. like The God the, Squad. The,
0: yes, that.
2: <gasps> Legit, oh, my like, God. The people who go and steal all the porn from the porn stores. Uh, no,
0: yeah. that was, those was, are different ones. The God the Squad was a- <laughs> Yeah. The big yeah, my guys. favorite
2: subplot in that show, was like how they were doing that. And then they eventually were like, wait. <laughs> well, they weren't even stealing. They were buying it.
1: Yeah, he was you're buying it. You're right. You're right. He, you're was, right. Was, yeah. he was buying all of it. That was crazy.
0: That'll uh, show them. Here's all your money.
2: Buying it with nefarious intent, which feels somehow <laughs> like stealing. Like, I don't know. I don't, don't ask me to explain it, but.
0: It's Still great. Um, what do you got there, Keith? Uh, lift Hard, Live Easy. It's a classic.
1: It's got the orange in it. So I am a fan. Well, I, but I, I do need to start maybe trying to buy some more uh, like blue and well, it really is what well, blue and green are the only other off shirts because all my black clothes now, one of uh, my white cat is just shedding on me like crazy. So, like, all my black shirts are fucking speckled with like white hairs. I'm like, oh, cool. Uh-huh. Now I have to, now I not, now, now, now that's a thing in my life. So, I need to find some, uh, some, some, some less black shirts in the future,
0: I think. Uh, I've got the power lifter record holder one. Love it. Oh, which I I, I really wanted to wear my 3D. with all the
1: caveats. Yeah, yeah. They're,
0: they're <laughs> I wanted to they're wear just... my um 3D printed medal from when I won my weight class, being the only one in it, because it's just like uh, that would be perfect.
2: My cat just started the room. Well, I was like, speaking of cats, so if you hear meows in the background, it's her.
0: Nice, great. We always welcome cats and apparently children on the <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> uh, let's rate last week's episode. Uh, last week's episode with Marshall Johnson
1: yeah uh i so uh, big marshall i wasn't familiar with him before uh, i think he he's uh you know big big dave's coach uh been uh, you know a, a, a pretty famous powerlifter in his own right, big, big geared powerlifter, uh, who's, you know, gone through a lot of injury, uh, adversary lately. And I really stuck out to me the most was he has like a, essentially a five-year plan to get back into the sport, or at least to get back to some numbers that he's happy with. And like, he's, I think he's at the end of year one right now. Cause he has to like literally build back up. Cause he went from squatting eight, 900, whatever, like, you know, whatever a multiply guys put on his back, pretty close to a thousand pounds to like getting under the bar with one thirty-five and trying to do it pain free. So the fact mm-hmm. that he's kept like hearkening back to like, I have a five year plan. Like, this is what I have to do. Like as someone like me, it's OCD about planning and stuff. Like I could really re- relate to that. And it resonated a lot. So for that, uh, go ahead and give it a uh, five massonomics, Gym iPod touches for uh, Marshall Johnson's episode last week.
0: Big Siri. How about you?
2: I would give it five massonomics, Gym iPod touches as well. All right. Sure.
0: All right. I, uh, definitely enjoyed hearing Tanner be sick during a podcast because I've been sick <laughs> during almost all of our podcasts, uh, having a small child in the house who is a germ factory. Uh, so that was interesting. There was a couple of times where I was like yelling at like my, like at my dashboard. Cause I listened to all I'm driving that I was just like, I wanted to answer that question. I know that. Um, and then of course, as soon as I pulled over, I forgot completely about what I was mad about or what I wanted to contribute. So for that, we're going to go five mass iPod touches.
1: Nice. Uh, do you have a, I, I'm sure the answer no, but did you have a chance to watch any of the YouTube videos we missed last week's and one that hit today?
0: Uh, the screen I am looking at right now is the first screen I have looked at since I left work. <laughs>
1: so.
3: All
0: right. So,
1: uh, I'll, I'll touch base on a briefly Cause I'm sure that I'm the one that watched it. So last week was the, uh. Uh, the the deep dish comparison where tanner and tommy looked at the uh, all the different deep dishes and kind of just really focused on the york deep dishes so obviously i love that as um, uh, you know probably one of the only other crew that actually has a pair there might be a couple other ones out there i'm not sure but uh and then this week's episode that came out today was uh the tanner and tommy training log which was kind of cool it was actually there, i think it might have been one of their longest youtube videos that wasn't a podcast it was like a legit 30 minutes uh so it was just, you know, Tommy actually trained at Madison's Gym for the first time in like a year since moving to Sioux Falls. Uh, so it was just it was, it was it was it was good. It was entertaining. It was cool to see him. Was, I think my favorite part was when uh, Tanner was basically like, well, got to go and just kind of like left with like five <laughs> minutes. Like, And then like Tommy just kind of <laughs> finished up the video for the last five minutes. And uh, I got a kick out of that. And uh, yeah, so enjoyed both those videos and uh, keep on pushing them out, boys. There's a cat. There's, there's a cat. There is a, a cat. cat. There's a very cute <laughs> black cat on Siri screen.
2: He's hitting the needy time of the, her evening. I think she just I, got fed, well, and th- so she's like, "Well, it's now. It's time for snows. <laughs> I don't
0: care what you're doing. It is time.
2: Do you like oh, her yeah. bow tie?
0: No. Oh, oh wow. Yeah.
1: I'm super <laughs> my, I don't think mine would let that happen. Uh mine would be in here right now, but I try to keep the door shut just cuz if I don't like the my voice will carry more in throughout the house, so I try to like segregate myself, but uh yeah, the couple times I have recorded with the, the door open, they're they're literally all over me and trying to climb on the laptop. It's uh very distracting. <laughs>
2: yeah. I try to keep the door shut, but uh she will literally come and knock on the door. Uh, so then she makes a shit ton of background noise so i just like i leave it open i let her come sit she's she's well behaved you know she'll get tired of me and leave in like 5 minutes
0: <laughs> as cats do yeah. thank thank you for giving me what i wanted now i'm leaving mhm um let's really so. let's chat uh very briefly about Jake
1: Yep. Uh, so supporting member adjacent, uh, Big Jake C, it's uh, Jake the dog. He is a, a member of the Minnesota Department of Lifter Safety. Uh, so that was the crew that was out there at the Lift Hard Live Easy. I don't believe he was there last year, but he is planning on being there this year. Uh, he actually just started his uh, another round of chemo for uh, an ongoing cancer issue. He's been uh, battling uh for, you know a while now so there is a we're gonna have nate go ahead and put a link to his GoFundMe in there so anyone that wants to uh support a crew adjacent and uh you know fellow power lifter and supporter uh man that will be uh, spotting and loading the lifter to live easy let's go uh show him some show him some uh massonomic support Woo!
0: yeah link, link in
1: bio link hopefully. below <laughs> uh,
0: link, in bio. <laughs> link in bio we can't say that Maybe um that's <laughs>
1: Yeah. Link in show notes, Nate. Link in show notes. <laughs> if not, DM to uh, one of us directly.
0: And of course, last general topic before we uh before we jump into our guest is we are finally on YouTube. Absolutely. It only took three hundred and forty-seven episodes, but we are finally on YouTube. Um of course it's not us, like we don't have the videos up yet. I'm sure at some point we're gonna get there. Maybe. Um, you know, so you know, Siri, um Did some makeup and dressed up and we all look like (laughs) fat chuds because we're not going to be uploading this video until we need to
1: (laughs) yeah i don't know that i want to do our faces out there because there would be it's just that much more like you can't just get distracted and look at your phone because then you're the asshole looking at your phone like on youtube while the other people are talking i don't know i just uh i would feel so self-conscious to like always have to like be on video or like when my kid
0: runs in and i'm just like ah like diving out of here off of it but Mm it happened
1: I have watched some podcasts before where people do like the indirect camera, and it just it because they they make it <laughs> the where Twitch you're streamer
0: just, thing. Right? It, it They're just, like this the whole time.
1: It's so weird to me. I don't like it. Like it, it takes I'll me to where like, I'm not like, I don't want to watch it. Like it takes me out of it. Like I, some people do it just because it's like, you're, you know, they make it to where they're not self-conscious, I guess, because they're not directly like looking at their bookers or something, but like, I don't know, <laughs> it's just something about the side profile. Like I can't relate to that. And I'm like, I'm not going to give you my attention, I guess. I don't know. But I have like a few friends that do that, like regularly on their, you know, episodes of stuff. I'm just like, it doesn't, it's just weird, especially when you're on a Zoom call. Because, like, I want to look at you and have the Zoom call and be personable. Kind of the and, point, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and when like all you can see is this, it's like it's it's very strange to me. But
0: I don't know. Uh, anyway, he's not talking about you, Justin, who had that entire thing last week. No, no, we no, no. no was, with him. He's not talking about uh, you, buddy. Back and forth.
1: No, no. no. <laughs> there are specific people I am thinking of. It is not. It is not uh, big many. It is not him.
0: <laughs> oh, that's great.
1: It's not Big many, It really isn't. <laughs>
0: All right. <laughs> um, big shout out to our only paid sponsor who actually sponsors everything that we do, Masonomics. Uh, they are a uh, veteran-owned company. Um, when you purchase from them, you are supporting a veteran-supported business. Uh, they do their own designs. They don't steal their designs from other people. Um, and, you know, they, uh, they, they really support us in the greatest way, even personally. Um, this is going to launch the week of the Arnold, right?
1: Mm, yeah. Well, The Arnold starts next Friday. Right? The Arnold starts like the 29th or something, right? Yeah. So this yeah, will come out so on, like, come out on Tuesday or something. So yeah.
0: Yeah. So like just a way that they, they support us is uh Tanner messaged me and he's got me an expo pass. So like I get to show up as a vendor just because of what they do to support our podcast. So again, uh, you want to be a part of this, part of this podcast, everything we're doing here, listen in, join the crew, uh, massonomics.com slash join. Don't buy from any companies that are ripping off Massonomics because there's apparently more than three right now. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Shame. It's kind of crazy. Um, like, And we've been harassing them all to death, except me. I don't say anything. I get blocked by proxy, which is mm-hmm. kind of funny to me because mm-hmm. that just means like I'm kind of known.
2: Hey, yeah, like that's a token of pride.
0: Yeah, we
1: covered that. we we all share the same login to the Unpaid Underrated podcast. So the fact that the our podcast got blocked by them, I'm and then that blocked my other two Instagrams instantly. So I think any account attached to that account no. got blocked.
0: Uh, is that how it is? I would assume. I thought we talked about that like last week. No, I don't think we did. I thought no, I thought cause... they were just like they went to the no, Unpaid no, Underrated no, no. and was like <sighs> block everybody involved.
1: Because I never said anything to them from my personal page or my mm. gym page, and they're both blocked because I'm synced between unpaid and underrated Keith Honeycutt and the No Wine Seller. So that
0: makes sense. And I'm gonna
1: assume, I mean, Joey Malesco got blocked too, and and I'm sure Nate got blocked immediately as well.
0: Yeah, Nate sucks.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> he did. He did monopolize the entire fucking podcast last week. I, I swear, I don't think I got to ask Joey a single question last week.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, we interviewed another guy named Joey. There was just yes. too many Joeys last yeah. week.
2: I saw that. And I was like, at first, I was like, wait, what? Who <laughs> I was like, are you just interviewing yourself?
0: <laughs> Not this time, but I'm sure that's going to come up someday. Just like when we run out of bits.
1: <laughs> we don't have any bits. Everything we do is you know organic and original. Everything is
0: organic and off the cuff. Yeah. Everything have, is improv. We have,
1: we have no reoccurring segments.
0: <laughs> Speaking of that, uh, should we get our guest on the horn? Kick out all yeah. the. Uh, all yeah, the yeah, other yeah. looky-loos and get our guest
2: on?
1: That sounds like a plan to me.
2: Yeah, All right.
0: Uh, Big Siri, is that you?
2: Oh, hey. Yeah, that's me. Hi. I'm Big Siri. Hi. Welcome. You are
0: live on Unpaid and Underrated, the uh, the podcast about nothing that's about the podcast about nothing.
2: <laughs> I love to be here. Thank you for inviting me.
1: <laughs> Glad to have you.
0: Now, uh, some of you are probably wondering... Um Siri is not currently crew, but Siri was at some point in our Discord crew. Was um, yes. Uh, and uh left, but I thought when we saw that you followed Masonomics again that it was time to get your story. So can we ask you?
2: I guess I'm unfollowed Masonomics, but I did I just I, I go through Instagram accounts like uh mm-hmm. at a alarming rate because I keep getting kicked off Instagram. Um oh, I think we'll just, get there. I definitely wrong. have that in
0: our list of stuff to talk about.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um
0: but I would want to hear your origin story about what brought you to Massonomics, what got you to join crew and uh, uh and and that whole
2: background. Um I mean I think I, I don't remember when I first heard of massonomics I think it was just in the ether because once I started getting seriously into powerlifting and really it was probably at the point that I joined a a really, like, strength sports heavy gym, and I just, I it was just, like, a thing that my brain, like, absorbed via osmosis, probably from seeing enough dudes around wearing massonomics shirts. Uh, yeah, and then, and so I, I I know at some point, I just was like, what is that? And I googled it, and I was like, that's fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. And that, that probably wasn't when I actually joined as a supporter. I think that was probably a little bit later on. Um, But yeah, yeah. And the reason, the reason that I let my membership go is because I had some injuries, like, uh, it's like November of last year. And I just basically couldn't lift at all. And like any lifting related content coming into my feed in, or being presented to me in any way was just like making me depressed <laughs> about not okay. being able to do anything. So, yeah, <laughs> but I actually just started training again in like January.
1: Oh, awesome. Awesome. Yeah, yeah no, I, I think a lot of people can relate to that. I know my wife can. She, uh, she actually lifted before I ever did, and like I, she got me into powerlifting in general. And then she had a major surgery and a lot of physical setbacks, and she really can't lift anymore. So yeah. she doesn't doesn't love seeing it on Instagram, and doesn't love it being shoved down her throat. So I think you know I can I I, I can relate via her relation to that 100. percent
2: Yeah, yeah, it stinks, but you know, fortunately, what I was dealing with wasn't terribly serious. It was more just like a repetitive. Stuff that I just had to like take enough time off of fully, like heal so I didn't make it worse. And now it's better. Yay.
0: <laughs> yes. And we, I have been seeing you're back into it and all that. So I'm sure we'll, we'll talk yeah. a little bit about that. Um, did you want to share your Instagram
2: handle? Yeah. It's at the Siri doll T H E S I R I. D a h l. Oh wait, no, that's the old one that got deleted. Okay, <laughs> the one that I have now is it's the same thing. It's the Siri doll again.
1: Oh, nice. That's that's <laughs> yeah. Really, I like that. I like that little jab at the end. That's good. Stuff.
0: And that's that's the real one, not the other ones that keep following me that are just reposting your stuff.
2: There's literally I don't even know how many. And honestly, it is at the point now where like I I do I get I get texts from real life friends of mine who are like. Is this you? And they send me a link to some <laughs> bullshit account that followed them, and started trying to message them. Like, hey, oh no, I got deleted again. This is my new account, and I'm just like, no, you guys, literally, it's not. No, like, I I think I
1: saw one of those. Was it like an AI video, or did they just like you were talking and they just dubbed the uh, the vocals? Because I swear I saw one that maybe yeah. I I don't know, maybe I misinterpreted. <laughs> but I could swear I saw I have
2: one. Where... Well, they don't come into my dashboard. Usually, what happens True. is fake accounts some crazy weirdo who's trying to scam people because that's usually what it is is like they're trying to make a fake account and then they'll start dming people that follow the real account of me and then they'll dm them and be like baby i need help i need some <laughs> other person so like but they're smart enough usually to block me mm-hmm. like a real person so like there's no way that i would ever know that these accounts exist unless i just go out of my way like spending time searching for them. Um, or you know if someone personally lets me know but even when that happens and I report it as like an imposter account Instagram 99% of the time reviews it and then they're like we found there's no issue here <laughs> so I just kind of ha- have to give up like I can't spend all my time trying yeah. to play with them all with these dudes that's yeah. very frustrating but yeah yeah if it's anything other than the Siri doll again or my like my alter ego like account is praise be Siri Those are the only two that I have. So if there's other ones, they're fake.
0: Okay, so you guys heard it here. RazeB Siri is a real account. I did ask uh, because I saw it and went, no way.
2: It's real in the sense. That's what you asked, Joey. I was like, (laughs) it's real in the sense that I'm the one running it. (laughs) How real the rest of what's going on in that account is, is I'm not going to (laughs) say what I believe. I will let people figure it out for themselves.
0: That's a silly goose time.
2: Yeah, is, uh,
1: we 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 do our best to steer clear of any religion or political talk. Even though sometimes I <laughs> in it, I, I inadvertently bring up politics and don't realize it until I'm called on it. But uh, yeah, that's we are definitely not here to talk about. I don't give a flying fuck about anyone's religious or <laughs> political beliefs. And the politics are probably-
2: lifting though.
1: Yes. Yes. Jesus Christ. That's, that's, every, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, we go on about that forever. Everybody's got an opinion about something and thinks they know more than the other person. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. Um, all right. So two more things that we always ask everybody, uh, and you, again, don't have to answer this one. Where do you come from? You don't have to tell you where you are now,
2: but like, like, where do I come from? Like, well, like I'm Canadian. One like, day we'll about I'm in thirty-five Ontario. years ago, what thirty-five plus <laughs> thirty-five years plus nine? Wait, no, my birthday is thirty-five. Sub. Trying to do math. Okay, thirty-five and some odd years ago, my parents
1: Sub, <laughs> submasters. That's that's that's
0: that's good. Had now, a great sub-masters. time <laughs> with each other,
2: and that's where I can, <laughs> I'm being such a smart ass. All right, seriously, I, I'm originally from Minneapolis.
0: Oh, cool. Ah, Minnesota. That's, that's
2: what I consider home. The home, the mothership the motherland for me, but I haven't lived there since I was like 12. So people find out I'm from Minneapolis and they'll ask me like, Oh, blah, blah, blah. blah," And I'm like, dude, I don't know. I haven't <laughs> lived there since 1999. Like, yeah, that's, but that's I consider it my hometown because the, all the other places i lived have been so culturally different in a way that's like totally not Midwest mm-hmm. that I like when I was 12, my family moved to Texas. So I grew up like, in my, for my early part of my life, it was like half Minnesota, half Texas. Got it. And I have never identified as a Texan. I will jokingly say sometimes that I'm, I'm like, I'm enough of a Texan. Like I've lived there for a <laughs> while and a lot of my family's still there. mean, I go there, like my parents are there now, so like I go there and I visit them and stuff. But I don't like, I, I don't want to claim the label of Texan. I'm like, nah.
1: <laughs> we, would, we would refer to that as Texan adjacent.
2: Yeah, yes. I'm Texan adjacent. Yeah, we'll call it. that.
0: <laughs> Do you claim Midwest identity?
2: Absolutely, yes, yes. Okay, and you know, being in Louisville now, I'm like, you know, there's an ongoing debate really about this city and how whether it's southern or midwestern because it's honestly a solid blend of both.
1: Uh, southern. I'm actually,
3: and
2: that's what in, I like about it. I'm it's, flying to
1: Louisville in a couple of weeks to go to a home to a, to home gym con. It's just the closest place to get to to right. get to, fr- to French Lake, Indiana. So.
2: Yeah. I have been to French Lick for like an afternoon. It
1: was there. Yeah, it, there's they have a huge convention center, so that's and it's cheap enough that they can like get it at mm-hmm. a good cost and just you know deal. You know, it's kind of where where it has to be now until it gets enough people to actually make money.
0: Very cool. Uh- and the only reason I even asked is because everybody that listens to our podcast has a weird obsession with the Midwest and what <laughs> qualifies as Midwest and what doesn't, and how do you identify? I'm-
2: Oh my god I'm so okay well let me go on my spiel like I'm saying <laughs> someone who has lived both in and Texas isn't really the south I mean some people think of it as that but they're probably people who haven't lived there for a long time because Texas is its own goddamn thing but like when it comes to the south like I've, been, I've spent enough time in like southern states like you know. Probably the southern state I spent more time in than any other is, like, South Carolina. So I think of, like, that, like, the way that it's, like, southern if you're in South Carolina is fundamentally different from Louisville specifically. And I think that's another thing is, like, Kentucky as a whole might be more southern, but, like, the city of Louisville is the northernmost, like, major city in the state. Mm -hmm. And it's also the biggest city in the state. But one of the things I've liked about this city is that Culturally, it feels a lot more Midwestern to me than Southern. If it felt fully Southern, I probably wouldn't love living here. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: that makes sense.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> uh, I have no opinion, and I find that every time they get into the "Is Ohio Midwest? Is this Midwest?" I just tune out and all becomes static to me because half the time because you're Canadian, right? Is like...
2: Ohio yeah. Midwest or is it like Heartland, which I feel like is different <sighs> a little from Midwest? Like,
0: has anybody said that
1: yet? I don't think I don't. I don't believe like it might be the first, maybe.
0: Yeah, you might have just set a precedent there amongst the crew because everybody argues whether it is yes or no, but nobody's ever said the phrase heartland.
2: Yeah. I hope to I can't see how they're heartland, I think of that encompasses like a lot of parts of like Indiana, Ohio, and maybe even some parts of like western Pennsylvania hmm. I could see Which that. It's not Midwest, obviously, but it shares a lot more culturally with like Ohio than it does with like the East Coast.
0: OK, I can't wait to see how they react to that phrase. <laughs>
2: I love geography. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. And then the last piece that we ask every single person. Is there a piece of Masonomics um, merchandise, shirt, flag, anything that you wish you had got that you can't get now? <gasps>
2: Oh my God. That I can't get now.
0: Yeah. Like something that's in the vault now or just something you wish you had that even that you could get now. Like what is the one I piece mean, that you've
2: missed? I don't, so I don't know about ones that I've missed because I haven't kept tabs enough on like, like the apparel merch stuff. But the one thing that I keep goddamn seeing and I just, every time I see it again, coming through my like Instagram feed and I'm like, why haven't I gotten one yet? Is the drink spotter. Oh, <laughs> yes.
1: Nice.
3: <laughs> oh, you
2: need
1: one. You need one for it's, sure. It's
2: such a great idea. It cracks me up. Like, and to be fair, like honestly, I, I, if <laughs> I got one, that. I would probably only really. I don't know that I'd remember to even bring it with me to like my <laughs> local gym. But since I have a bit of a home gym, I'm like, I, I just want one for the aesthetic in my home gym at this point because I have enough space. I have like win- big, wide windowsills. I usually set a drink on, mm-hmm. but part of me—it's not safe. Really want the little like. Actually, no, you're right. It's not safe because, you yeah. know, who comes into the gym when I'm working out? Mm-hmm. The cats. I have two cats. Yes. Mm-hmm. And and one or both of them throughout the entirety of my workout will come in and they will go into the windows I have a home pod in the windowsill that I play my music on. Mm-hmm. They'll come in. They'll fucking tap on the top of it because they know Turn your music off. <laughs> yeah they do and when i'm when i'm not in the gym they go down there and they tap on it to turn it on so i'll hear like fucking tool blasting <laughs> at like 10 p.m like for no reason <laughs>
1: uh, so uh, i'll chime in on the drink spotter and how it's beneficial in a home gym especially if you have cats so for me i'd i drink my pre-workout just out of a cup not necessarily a, a shaker yeah. bottle so i can't just hit a cup anywhere ground level or even like mid like waist level because the cats will literally <laughs> fucking get in it and drink the caffeine and die so i specifically have like when i'd have my pre-workout and it's still like in just like a, a, a you know a solo cup or a dixie cup and i put that fucker up high as i can just so they can't get to it
2: your cats drink your caffeine
1: they would my, they would get they would they would poke <laughs> their the head most in shocking
2: the, part of that they to would, me they would what put their cat in any, its right mind is like mm.
1: They would put their head into any, like, open container. And even if it okay. was just a sniff and a lick, like, yeah. I saw my cat eat a fucking, like, a ball of cobwebs the other day. And I was like, what <laughs> the fuck are you doing? And I was trying to grab it out of its mouth, and it just, like, it was gone. I was like, I was just, like oh, it's just going to be on his whiskers. I'm going to grab it off. <laughs> Next thing I know, he's just fucking, you know, just, just, just chomping well, at the bit, and it's don't, gone.
0: Like, oh, God, don't dude, cats need taurine to live? I don't know what that means.
2: I believe so, yeah. I right? i, I... Yeah, I definitely read that somewhere. Yeah, and
0: that's in most energy drinks. So, like, maybe oh. you're helping them out. Like, their heart's gonna explode, but the no. taurine's the already, taurine's gonna
1: help. <laughs> I already buried one cat this year.
2: I don't need to bury another. <gasps> I'm so sorry. Thank you.
0: Oh yeah, there's there's lots of cat talk that I assume you two are gonna have. <laughs> uh, I don't have any pets. I buried my cat five years ago. Um, oh. But luckily, that gave me permission to move away and have children. So, that's you know. Actually- Door closed, window open, type of deal. A deal. <laughs> she gave me a, permission. She gave me permission by yes, passing away. Um, on a lighter note, yeah, what,
1: I don't what? know. Uh, on <laughs> a lighter note, I want to hear about your fitness and lifting journey in general. Just any, you know, has has it been something you've done since you were younger? Or is it something that you found, you know, in your adulthood? Like when, when, where, why, how? What, what keeps you coming back to the barbell?
2: I'm definitely a late bloomer when it comes to fitness in general. Like, I—I I mean, I, I wasn't when I was growing up. Like, I was not encouraged. My—I didn't come from a family of like athletic people at all. Like, my—I'm my family's all completely Scandinavian. I'm like Swedish and Danish and Norwegian, and we're all like big, stocky people. But like, my. My dad's a musician, my mom was like a corporate, like professional person, and um, there was never an emphasis on like playing sports or doing, I mean, I mean, there was an emphasis on like being healthy, but it wasn't about like, there. Were... I didn't play competitive sports growing up or anything, and I didn't want, I don't know, something about like team sports freaked me out when I was a kid, I felt like, I don't want the responsibility of all these people relying on me, mm-hmm. Um, but around the time that I was in like fourth grade, I just I like begged my mom to enroll me in karate classes. So that was the that was the only thing I did growing up as a kid. I did karate from like 4th grade up until like 11th grade. And I got two I have two brown belts in different kinds of martial arts that I got in that amount of time. And so I really loved that growing up, but I dropped out of karate stuff when I was right before my senior year of high school. And it was only because I was like hitting that stage where like your friends are getting driver's licenses and everyone's getting more independence. And I was like, Oh my God, every time I'm invited to go do something cool, I have fucking karate. <laughs> so I quit. Just I also realized like, this isn't going to be a thing I do for my whole life. Like, um, and yeah, after that I had like, there was zero fitness, anything in my life for a very long time. Um, because I just didn't feel like I loved martial arts, but I didn't ever find a love for any other kind of physical activity outside of that, except maybe some yoga here and there. Mm -hmm. You know, I had a yoga phase for sure. I think everyone did in the mid two (laughs) thousands. (laughs) Um, and so when I started getting into lifting, it was around like 2013 or 2014 was when I when well not when I got into lifting back then 2013 2014 was when I started honestly like giving a shit about physical fitness again uh, and so that by then I was like 23 24 years old and it took me a while to find powerlifting specifically but the tra- trajectory looked like I w- knew that I wanted to get, be in better shape and feel stronger and so I started working out regularly and I was just going on like. Internet crap that was available at the time, which you know, as a woman in her early to mid twenties, a lot of it was just pushing like heavy cardio and like hit workouts and stuff like that. So I did a lot of that, and I didn't take me too long to realize that I kind of hated it. That it, I was bored. Like honestly, I was just bored a lot of the time. And and I remember the day that I googled the phrase. I think it was verbatim like how to get fit without ever doing cardio. <laughs> 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 and it was, and then and, in and the internet was like strength training. And I was like, Oh, well shit. I could have, I should, I feel like my brain should have like put this together, but it didn't on its own. So thank you internet. And from there, I, for a while I just used like tried different, there was a bunch of weird, like fitness apps that were launching around that time. And like the, like, you know, 2010s. And so I was hopping from fitness app to fitness app. Like, I don't even remember what a lot of them were called. But it, it was cool. It it gave me kind of a way to, like, have fun and explore, like, different methods of strength training. Um, but I still wasn't serious about it. And then when I finally started to get a little more serious was probably, like, 20... I think it was like 2016 or something. I joined a Reddit group that was just women who are into like strength training. Someone, I don't even remember, a friend of mine recommended it to me. And so I joined this Reddit group. And then that started me on the, and then I learned about like different like powerlifting programming things. And I was still at that point completely winging it, like doing it on my own. Like I was just using whatever internet resources I could find to like try to figure out how to learn to lift. And I would take – I would film myself doing like a squat and then I would post it in this like Reddit. At that time it had converted to like mostly a Facebook group. So like post a video and like ask for feedback. And so totally still self-taught and like not – I mean like it was good. It was good, right? It was necessary that I was going on that path. Um, but I still at this point had never like formally been to a real like lifting gym or had a coach or anything like that. Um, yeah. And, uh, along the way at some point I tried CrossFit. Ooh.
1: How do your joints feel after that? Even, even 10 years ago, my joints probably <laughs> still hurt. I think.
2: I think CrossFit traumatized me, honestly. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> I always, the videos of people doing the, the kipping, uh, pull-ups and just eating, like slipping and eating shit. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's
2: yeah there was also let me just throw in there that there was also like a whole three-year period why am i getting balloons on it, my bat- it, oh, it, it has the hand
1: signal yeah, yeah
0: you did something with your hands it's so fun because like zoom does this okay hold on Let's see if i can get the hearts going i think i think i have mine tired yeah off i can get, can get, get the hearts going cards. i can't i can't get mine to do anything you can do the thumb Look at my hearts. oh my god yeah, you can do the thumb <laughs> up <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's ridiculous. It is. Oh, where, where was i um Our crossfit was traumatizing yeah, crossfit was terrible. It was traumatizing. Um, yeah. I There was a whole chunk somewhere in the middle there for like three years. I played on a rugby team. Oh, yeah. Um, so on a women's rugby team. And that was great. Like the only time in my life that I've ever played a team sport. And I was actually really bad at rugby, but it was a lot of fun. And I like I learned a lot. It was good. And I enjoyed a lot of our off-season training was specifically strength training, so that encouraged me more. Um, But really, the thing that really, really, really changed my interests and, like, solidified them being specifically in powerlifting was uh, when I moved and then joined a different gym that was just... I only chose this gym because it was, like, the closest one to where I lived after I moved, and it ended up being, like a fucking amazing like gym for powerlifting they had a little like powerlifting like group training thing a couple times a week so I started going to that like being pretty casual about it at first but I took to it very quickly and like at this point I'd already had enough years I'd already had like probably four years of um self-taught like exploring the big three lifts So getting into that powerlifting, like group training thing was a big deal. And so that even like within six months, I think of joining that, I did my first competition. Um, And yeah, I had really amazing gains too in that first year. Um, So I trained there. And then I want to say it was like two, three years ago is when I got, I felt serious enough about it that I just hired like a private coach. Um, which is like distance coaching, but yeah, and I was with him for two years. Then I, when I took a step back from everything, you know, I didn't have a coach anymore for a bit, and then I started back up with with my coach this January. Uh, so yeah, it's been a, it's been a wild journey, like, <laughs> but a lot uh, of, fun. yeah, it, it, that's cool. It, that
0: you... it's pretty similar to mine actually. Um, I somebody invited me to do a obstacle course. So we joined a gym to go, like, how do we get ready for this obstacle course? And they yeah. had me doing, like, the suicide bike and hit intervals. And and I was just like, I hate this, like, so very much. Yeah. And then I brought in my friend Big Steve. And I said, can you show me how to deadlift? I see people doing it online. I want to do it. And, yeah, it just triggered something. And then yeah. yeah, now here we are powerlifting and I'm on a podcast about powerlifting. <laughs> like it's I just so it's that trajectory that went up that way. Um so I wouldn't
1: say we're a podcast about
0: powerlifting, <laughs> but maybe. Are you sure?
1: I when my I think I told it before my, my one buddy listened to a couple of our episodes and he was like his response was you really don't talk about lifting a lot do you and I was like yeah, yeah. until you're like really into like what who we are and what we what we do here you're this isn't the podcast for you but <laughs> listen, listen to the Massonomics podcast first if you love that then come over here. It's
0: yeah a, don't don't come over fair. here expecting information on how to get strong stay strong and use your <laughs> strength we're not giving <laughs> you that here um do you want to talk that <laughs> Do you want to talk to your PRs? Do you want to talk to your numbers? Um, yeah, I have, what remember are the them? They
2: were years ago.
0: Um, I don't have them, but I I know you have competed. We won't get into when or where, but I can we, I can ballpark
2: it. Actually, I mean, like, we have them in KG somewhere. They're not great. I mean, I've never been, and I know it's not. It's it's. I'm only really competing against myself, and that that's the other thing is like even when I have competed, it's never been like. It's more been about like the culture than (laughs) me like actually giving a shit about like hitting a certain number like i've had goals like i i've never i haven't ever done a 300 pound deadlift and that's like been a goal that's something i want i still want to do that at some point but i'm also casual enough about it that i'm like that's
0: that's where it starts sir i said to myself three plates is enough we'll stop at three plates my body weight my age We'll stop at yeah. three plates. But then I hit the three plates and I'm just like, like four doable now. And then you <laughs> hit the four and now I'm going, I think 500, 500 by July, I think is like, that's where it starts,
2: right? You'll get. I want, I know, I know. It's been, it's been fun for me, like, because of, you know, random injuries. And I mean, well, a big thing, I don't want to do a whole thing where I talk about this forever, but. A thing that is an ever present struggle for me personally with my journey in lifting is the fact that I have to travel so much.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: And when I'm at home, I have a pretty bonus gym. Like I have a full, like I have a rogue monster light rack in my home gym, and I have a rogue deadlift platform. So I can do pretty much all the shit I need to do with the exception of a very few, like you know, accessories that might require, like, a specific machine or something. Um, And then I also have access to a really, really good, well-equipped powerlifting gym that's, -hmm. like, 15 minutes from my house. So I have a lot of resources, and but that's when I'm at home, and I spend, like, probably 10 days a month away from home. Mm -hmm. So it's an ever-present challenge to, to, like, keep my schedule when i'm traveling uh, like it sucks yeah. i was out of that
0: i was out of the house for i was out of the city for three days last week and just pretty much rode off an entire week of lifting yeah because just like I I have just to, my coach that.
2: is used to it and i love that that he's flexible like that because he's well aware that there is going to be those times that i'm like man i gotta push i gotta combine these days i gotta push that day i gotta mm-hmm. do the to lift this day, but then do the accessories the next day, <laughs> like it's yep. crazy. I'm a have barbell at
0: least... athlete. Am I gonna go to the hotel gym and use the yeah. inclined press machine? Like, no, I'm not gonna. Have
1: you it. at least uh found enough gyms? And like, if, if I, I assuming you go to the same general places, do you have like a list of places on your phone of like, all right, when I'm in this city, I know I go to this gym, and when I'm in that city, I know I go to that gym, and just like you know, but. Yeah, is that something Pretty you kind much, of?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's like I go to LA more than anything else, Los Angeles, and then sometimes I'll be in Vegas for a couple of days. And uh, when it comes to Los Angeles, like it's so big, and yeah. like I'm in LA, I'm usually staying in the San Fernando Valley, which is like there's a a real like lack of good strength mm-hmm. training gyms around there. It's mostly just like commercial gyms, yeah, frustrating, but Um. So, like, I'll make do at, like, an L.A. fitness or whatever, but mm-hmm. uh, when I have the time to do the drive, I go to bar- Barbell Brigade.
1: Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. L.A., Bar yeah. Bart and Chio.
2: Yeah. Um, as far as Vegas, like, I've never actually gone to any independently, like, or I've never really been to, like, a standalone gym in Vegas. I'm usually not there for long enough that I even okay. really have <laughs> to work thing in, but if when I have in the past... There's one fucking hotel in Vegas that I'm aware of that actually has a regular, like, a squat rack and, like, they don't have a deadlift platform, but they do have, like, bumper plates so you can, like, functionally kind of, like, do a deadlift in there. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, it is. It is.
1: I I work on the road periodically. This past year has been very light. But previously, I'm on the road like 20%. And I've gotten very good at like, all right, this this town has this gym that town has that gym. It's like, this hotel does have a better cable machine if I need to do a shitty hotel workout. But it's, but it's still it's like, I don't want to work a 10 hour day and then fucking then have to go drive, you know, an hour round trip to go to a gym because you know I've had a home gym for over like a decade so it's like I don't I don't do not fucking home gym I don't do commercial gyms unless I am on the road and it's just it's just yeah. such an added level of like I already don't want to be here and now I have to go get in my work van and drive to a commercial gym and then fight the fucking general public to find a squat bar or something right. it's like oh yeah, I know.
2: God. The worst is when I go into a hotel gym and I get excited because I think I see a squat rack and then I get closer (laughs) and I'm like, it's a goddamn Smith machine. It's a Smith machine. Fuck. I just just pick up a plate and I throw it at the wall. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, I want to do one more lifting, one more sets and rep Mm -hmm. conversation. Tell me more about that home setup. So you've got a rogue rack, yeah? deadlift platform. What's your barbell? Mm -hmm. Is it also a rogue?
2: Uh, Let's see. I have, I think they're all, are they all Texas? I have a Texas power bar and I think they're all Texas. Yeah. I think they all are. are, They all are. Yeah. I have a power bar, bar, a squat bar and a deadlift bar.
0: Love it. I just got my Texas deadlift bar during a hypertrophy phase. So I'm barely deadlifting with a deadlift bar (laughs) and I'm looking at it, thinking of the money I spent and I'm like, come on, like I need to get into that strength. Cause I, (laughs) I, I want to, I want to, use that bar so bad um yeah. so is the next step wrestling like are you suddenly going to be a wrestler in the next phase
2: <laughs> i know why you're asking this You've, of course, course you know why. my instagram stories
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's actually um one of the common things uh, in this podcast is i am a wrestling nerd
2: oh and my like, god you like, probably know more than i do then i actually don't know mm-hmm.
0: very much D- to be far, i know mm-hmm. more than most of the people that we talk to but you have a leg up on me
2: I'm yeah. So um yeah, I'm friends with Mick Foley.
1: <laughs> That's awesome.
2: Uh, he's no like I was texting him the other day. Like he's he's really he's great. He's I've been fr- I've known him since like 2012. So he's, oh, wow. he's been yeah we've been friends for a while. Um, and it kind of works out well because he lives like somewhere in Tennessee now, and he has been coming up for the last couple months, like once or twice a month to do like kind of a guest appearance on Ohio Valley wrestling stuff. So, yeah. So that's the thing that you saw, Joey was like, Mick texted me. He was like, I'm going to be in your neck of the woods to do this thing. And I was like, I gotta, I gotta go. That sounds like too much fun. And And of course I'd ever seen a live wrestling event.
0: That's the first one. Mm -hmm. Um, So OVW is of course, iconic. Uh it is
2: uh, which I didn't realize. I felt yes, really dumb when I went. Absolutely. I was like, oh, this is fucking bomb. I can't believe yeah. it's in my backyard and I'm just now finding out about it.
0: Yeah, OVW isn't some like garage where a couple guys are just battling it out. OVW is an iconic federation that has been around for decades. There's actually a documentary on it uh mm-hmm. right now, I believe on Crave. Up here in Canada, we call it, but I think it would be your guys' uh Paramount or Peacock.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and it's just based, it's called The Wrestlers. It might even be on Netflix. I, I don't remember. I have so many streaming things. It is I'd on do.
3: Netflix, yeah. Yeah,
0: okay. And it's like, yeah, it's incredible. And you were just like, I'm at OVW. And then I was like, What? <laughs> like, <laughs> you, we need to talk about Not only that, wrestling? I got to go
2: backstage.
0: <laughs> oh stop. Like just stop.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got to go backstage, and it was very funny because I went backstage like pretty early on. In the first, I've been to I went. I've been to two of their recordings now, but like this was the first one that I went to, where I went backstage and because it was just because like Mick was back there and he there was there's a long explanation. He like it took him like forever to drive up because the weather was really bad and so he was like going to have to get going and he was like, oh, just come backstage and like we'll have we'll actually be able to talk. So I went back there and I didn't. This is before the show had really fully like gotten. It was like. 45 minutes in. So there's still quite a bit of time, like several matches left. So most of the guys that were hanging out backstage, I was like, I have no idea who you are. I've never watched you. But-
0: <laughs> did they know who you were? What was that? Did they even know who did you like? Did they recognize you at all?
2: Uh, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Like there's a thing where when people recognize me, they rarely ever say that they do. And That's, I get why. Okay, I can so, see that. But but it's like there's kind of a game that that happens where I it's like there's a look and I'm like is this a look of recognition or is this a look of like hello? And I <laughs> so I'm just like I leave it up to them because I'm like I'm not going to be the one who like <laughs> brings this up like you can if you're a fan then you can come say that to me and I like, that's not weird. You know me? You know, like, me? I know What I do? Like <laughs> we don't need to make it weird. Um but yeah, I know there was Mick, actually, this is very funny to me. He told me that after I left, because we chatted backstage for like 10 minutes. And then I went back into the, into the, you know, the stands to go take my watch. feet back. Yeah. And to go watch. And he said that one of the wrestlers, and I'm not going to say who, I honestly don't even remember who it was. Um, <laughs> like, I don't remember. There was like four or five guys that were like bigger dudes in ovw who came back and like said hi. So I'm like, I don't even remember who it was specifically. Mm-hmm. But Mick said that like I, you know, I shook hands with several of them and we chatted for a minute and then they would like go wander away. Um but Mick said that like one of the guys after I left turned to him and was like, who was she? And he was <laughs> like, oh, that's my friend Siri. And the guy was like, she's a star. Aww. <laughs> and that, that cracked me up because I was like, I don't know that I'm pretty sure that that person has no idea what my day job is. So, but also not wrong. Also not wrong. I guess not. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I'm, I am a star.
0: <laughs> hair flip. <laughs> Can people guys see the video? Hair flip.
2: I know. I got to say, hair flip. <laughs>
0: Uh,
1: to, you uh, to have to elaborate things... that on no i well this is it's, it's kind of related like uh it's a very curious question like that's pretty cool you're friends with mcfoley so like having mcfoley in your phone book that's very interesting uh <laughs> to top to try to top that is there anyone you would consider more generally famous than mcfoley in your phone book you don't nope. have to share if there Not that i
2: necessarily no, want to share no, no,
1: no, that's fine that's fine you like, don't have but, to. i mean there's I just...
2: definitely household names in there but like like hold on let me
1: you don't, yeah, I don't want to put on the spot. And that's a, yeah, that's a weird with.
0: question. I
2: just thought it was like, I, <laughs> some,
1: I think it's cool. Like, like if, if you're friends with McFoley, like, who else do you get friends with? That's pretty fucking cool. You but,
2: know, he's probably the most like mainstream famous person. Gotcha. Okay, cool. I have that's... like that level because it's not like I'm, it's when I say I'm friends with McFoley, it's not like, oh, I met him twice. It's like mm-hmm. we have a like decade plus long friendship where like I,
0: how many he times has, a year he's seen
2: me go through some shit and like help me through it. You know, like he's, he's a really, really good person. Like, awesome. yeah. I believe that.
0: And how many times a year do you have to call him Santa Claus?
2: I will call him Santa whenever he wants.
0: Like, <laughs> um, he literally,
2: he's actual Santa. He
0: me. is. And he's obsessed with Santa Claus. I've seen it on his <laughs> reality TV shows. Utterly obsessed with Santa Claus and Christmas. Yes.
2: <laughs> um. He doesn't do it every year because I know he gets so many requests for this. But sometimes it's like if if I request it, because it's like if I reach out and I'm like, can I get a Santa letter, Mac? A, sudden, yeah, a letter from <laughs> Santa It's great.
0: <laughs> uh, we have a lot of cat questions and he's yeah. oh, being the cat person. i
1: a couple of them. Uh, OK, so just off the top of your head without really thinking about it too hard. How many names for your cats can you just ramble off?
2: Okay so Georgia is her full name is Georgia Banks but she's also George I mean she's just Georgia she's George she's bonk chunk <laughs> strong chunk chocolate chip baby like there's I know that there's a lot more as well <laughs> but those are probably the big ones those are the most commonly used ones and then for my other cat his name is Lenny Beans so there's he has actually more because he gets... The, here's the thing. Georgia was the first cat I had, and I had her on her own for a year before I got Lenny. So when I got Lenny, Georgia immediately started acting up because she was like, has the I'm-not-an-only-child-anymore syndrome. And so Lenny now gets... He gets effect, like extra affection from me in ways that Georgia doesn't get.
3: Because mm-hmm.
2: I feel guilty all the time that he that i'm like not giving him enough that i'm neglecting him because georgia demands so much fucking affection for me so lenny gets more nicknames and he also gets more songs
0: the songs uh, are important the songs <laughs> are important yeah yeah every I song heard- when i had a cat every song ever was about my cat like you would just yes. somehow turn every song ever you'd be listening to it then you would sing it about the cat
2: exactly mm-hmm. so like georgia has like two songs but lenny has like Literally infinite. It's also just easier because everything rhymes with bean. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah.
2: But yep. Lenny's like Lenny Beans, Beanie Baby, Bean, Beanerd, Weinerd, <laughs> Lenny, Benny, <laughs> Leonardo da Vinci. <laughs> um, God, That's
1: I know so there's many. more
2: that I'm not remembering off the top of my head, but let's. It gives you an idea. Like, That's
1: crazy. Yeah. So you you exceed the the typical two or three variations that I think yeah. I well at least I don't know what uh, most people use. I I think all my cats have all you know like definitely sub five. I don't know that I've had more than five that I would regularly use. So, yeah, and they know uh,
2: every one of them too. Oh, which yeah. Is
1: amazing. Yeah, I've <laughs> never had a cat that responded very well to his name because they're just like, nope, I'm not going to listen to you. My my <laughs> wife they'll listen to my wife. They don't listen to me. Uh, is there a? uh we were asked to have you explain The Talk uh, as a cat-related segment, if that's something you... Oh need. my
2: god, The t- This is something you got from Sam, isn't it? Oh my god. Sam and I were roommates for a couple years, so he knows. And he was there uh, when we, yeah, we were roommates at the time that I adopted Lenny. And so he was like Lenny's original papa, mm. as, as I would describe it. But, okay, so The Talk is a thing that I do with at least one cat on a daily basis. And it is where, uh, I know this is an audio podcast, but um, in case there's ever a video component that comes up, I'm just going to, like, mime what I do. So I get a cat, and I'll be sitting. It's- I can take a video. Yeah, and
0: then so- after this comes out when it's released, who well, our guest the, is, the video goes
1: to the iCloud. So you can. Just, oh yeah, you
0: can just do this later. Yeah, we'll can do just it live. Screen
1: grab it. Screen grab it from. The All iCloud. right, we're
3: live.
2: We're we'll live.
1: <laughs> As heard on the Unpaid Interview Podcast. <laughs> Originally.
2: So I get a cat, right? I put him in my lap, back like like belly up, facing me,
1: of
3: and I
2: hold them. Um, I. And both, by the way, both my cats are very docile. Like they're used to being handled because I am a needy cat woman. (laughs) So they're, they totally are like game for me to grab them whenever I want to snuggle. So they don't fight me on it. I just, I grab them and I put them belly up. I lay them in my lap facing up and then we're face to face and I hold their little hands in my little hands. (laughs) I look into their eyes very deeply and (laughs) we have about a five minute chat about how they're the best chonker in the whole world. And I love them so much. (laughs) Perfect and furry and wonderful. And you're never allowed to leave me. You're an indoor cat only. You're not allowed to go outside because it is dangerous and you will get hurt or lost. And I can't handle that. And also, remember when I adopted you and I was 30 years old? Well, now I'm 35 or whatever age I am at the time. And that means that you still have several years in our bargain together to fulfill because you're both required to live until I'm at least 50 years old. That's the deal that we made. 20 years of cat life. Uh, Yeah, and I I give them the spiel and I let them know that they're beautiful and perfect and that I will brush them and take care of them and snuggle them as much as they need. And they get all the foods and all the exercises and all the laser pointing and cat (laughs) dancing toys that they want and then you know it's like after like three to five minutes they get really like and then i let them go and that's the talk i love it i do that literally every day with at least one if not both of my cats it's am i crazy yes but also like i when i adopted my first cat it was at a very very dark point in my life and i often do think of it as like she kind of saved me in some ways so it's like it sounds really like overdramatic and, and wild but like it's they're really important to me like <laughs> yeah and i don't I like kind of sorry go ahead
0: i was gonna say I, I, not to us oh, we get it cat. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. yeah we get it yeah. we yeah. get it
2: oh i'm so glad you get it yeah Ooh. and even though i know like making them promise me to stay alive for a minimum of 20 years is a little outlandish like i realize that that's not yeah. maybe it's realistic <laughs> But I feel like if I just say it enough, it's more likely to happen. It'll manifest. So I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm manifesting it essentially.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not so. even promising twenty years to my wife and children. So I don't <laughs> like, I'm not even sure I'm gonna be around that long, let alone have a cat around <laughs> that long. So
2: my childhood cat lived to be eighteen, so like, so that's where I set that point of. I was like, I was like, we can do this. Come on now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, but I, yeah, mine was about nineteen twenty. <laughs> I think we actually don't know her full age when it was time for, for that. So,
1: yeah. yeah. Um, um, well, go ahead to, to harken back. You just mentioned your childhood. Uh, one uh, story I'd uh, we were it was brought to our attention about your childhood is uh, you had a a brief stint where you were a little uh, enthralled with vacuums. Is 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 that accurate? Mm-hmm. Is there a story there? Oh my
3: god!
1: What? <laughs> this is actually our favorite part of the podcast when we get something from like a child yep. friend or a family member, and it literally makes the guest either like yeah, you know, we mild embarrassment, but just funny. Like this is this this is the funny aspect of it. Yeah, and, no, this
2: is a good one. You guys got a really uh, good shit here because this is some nice. shit that no one on the entire internet
0: <laughs>
2: follows me, whatever like have known about because I don't. It's not like Why would I bring this up? This is weird. And, they,
0: and then they're gonna listen to this podcast. Uh, they're gonna hear all of your incredible stories, and then listen to another one of our podcasts and go, "Who are these fucking idiots?" Yeah, like, we're gonna unfollowed oh, be best now. Yeah, unfollowed.
1: We're gonna get a huge spike in listeners for this episode. And we're gonna go back down to two hundred the week after.
2: Oh my Please god, I don't, I don't know where the vacuum thing came. I don't know where it came from, but I I know I know who you got that from, and I know that it's because I remember having a conversation fairly recently with this person where I was. Talk. I was basically, I was talking about it like I was having a moment where I was like, How the fuck did I not get diagnosed with any neurodivergent thing as a child? Like, I was thinking back on like me. I specifically have this memory of me in like seventh and eighth grade where I, one of the chores that I was assigned by my mom was to vacuum. And originally, I was like, Oh, that sounds like laborious. Like the vacuum is heavy. I don't want to, have to cart it around the house, like and and like do all this work. But I very quickly figured out that I fucking loved vacuuming. Like it became like a weird, like a truly a very weird and specific obsession. In the way that like I used to actually be able to Google this and still find it. Um, but at some point, the they erased their like archives. But I had a live journal in like seventh and eighth grade, and. I used to be able to Google because I remembered my old live journal username and I for uh, up until pretty recently, I could Google my old live journal username and still find this old post from like the year 2001 about me writing several paragraphs about how much I loved vacuuming. And it was like fucking poetic like an ode to vacuuming and specifically arm and hammer the baking soda company used to make this like thing that you it's like baking soda but like with scent in it that you sprinkle on a carpet before you vacuum yep, and i yep. was into it i was so fucking obsessed with it and to me it's such a red flag when i think back on that time in my life that i'm like how did my parents never go does this child have <laughs> fucking adhd or like oh. self and i'm just like
1: it it i think it clearly prepared you for a lifehood of having cats the rest of your life though because clearly you're going to yeah. be vac- you're going to be vacuuming your house three times a week for the rest of your life if you have two cats
2: so. i do love vacuuming still it is truly a lifelong okay. love affair it's so satisfying like I, i'm sorry it's, it's, thank
0: it's, you that's what i was going to say it's immediate satisfaction there's dirt is. and then you go like this
2: and mm-hmm. there's no
0: dirt I have one of those Dyson
2: like stick vacuums and the one that I have, I have a little attachment on it that is a green light that highlights all the dust and the hair on your floor, which is simultaneously even more satisfying, Hmm. but also really fucking alarming because it's like, how the fuck did this? I just vacuumed two days ago. Is sweeping the same thing for you? No.
0: No? Okay. Because I like sweeping (laughs) because I get to move the dirt and control it and put it into a spot and then pick it up. And it's like...
2: it's kind of the same
0: idea vacuuming is nice because there's dirt there's no dirt but sweeping there's there's dirt i get to pick up my
2: whole there's not carpet anywhere in my house so like Mm. um basically i treat the like because i have this like you know the stick it's like a cordless stick vacuum so it's really easy to like move around and use so i have ever since i've lived in my current home i just don't sweep because there's not really it's like if i'm gonna sweep i may as well vacuum one more uh, vacuum follow. You, know, uh, you have a point. One more is, vacuum uh, follow. Like
1: I do. <laughs> what is the? Uh, do you have one room that's more satisfying to vacuum, and why is it the gym? <laughs>
2: ha! The gym is actually not as satisfying. I wish that I could say that it were. Okay. Because I well, and part of it's because I put those um, you know, the like the rubber puzzle mat things yep. Yep. I mm-hmm. put that all over the floor in there. Oh yeah,
1: those those will suck the vacuum probably.
2: And it's yeah, the vacuum lifts them sometimes. It's not too bad. But mainly it's just because of it being, like, a black floor. Like, it hides most of the Mm, stuff so well that even with the cool green light attachment, I still don't get as much, because I can't see everything. It's getting as much. Now, the the most satisfying room to vacuum really is probably just my own bedroom. Because my cats, like, I vacuum it the least, which is kind of gross. But, like, (laughs) it's also, like... Not the part of my house that people, if I have guests over, they're not like going to go up there. So I neglect it more. (laughs)
0: Makes makes sense. Uh, I want to interfere with one more lifting question that um, that we kind of might have missed. What is your best low bar deadlift? (laughs) Low bar deadlift?
1: we yep. were told that you would know what we were talking about and that you did
2: it, right? It was not parentheses. Yeah,
0: incorrect. What's your best low bar deadlift parentheses? Yes, I typed that correctly.
2: My God. Oh, my God. I... <laughs> you, nev-
0: you never have to answer anything.
2: Uh, no, yeah, I know. Right. I. My God. Okay, I'm... This is a such a fucking deep cut reference from... <laughs> I have success. to go... No, I have a video of me trying to attempt this shit in like twenty. God, it must have been twenty twenty one, maybe. And I gotta find the video. I okay. I it'll take me too long to find the video. Um, if I remember, if I'm if I'm correct in remembering what he's referring to, it was like very. It was maybe the weight of a bar. I'm just gonna go ahead and say, it like, like. 65 pounds maybe like a bar plus a little bit
0: okay what makes it a low bar deadlift yeah I that's... do not remember. Okay. oh okay
2: i need mean, to find the video no really like yeah. me and sam we used to we always would have to train like kind of late at night at the gym and so there'd be no one else there and we would just do really fucking weird shit <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: yeah I've, I've been and right the low in bar program.
2: deadlift is a sam invention and i that's why i'm like gay i can't that's remember <laughs> what it looked like i just know that it was really hard and i was like i'm gonna die <laughs> might
0: what have been a that? deficit then i don't know we'll, we'll bother sam about it later yeah, it i want to say pleasant. that
2: it had like a limbo element what Oops. okay it's not a real lift it's just like some shit that <laughs> yeah. you made up, you know? it's like it's like you're doing the limbo maybe and like you, you're yeah god i want to find the video now i'm gonna yeah, i'm gonna all that,
1: die oh that
3: sounds painful exists i'll find it
2: um i'll send you i will find it though and i will send you some supplementals after yeah whatever. no we can
0: uh we'll yeah, 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 yeah that that's yeah, perfect we'll throw it in a story yeah. or something next week for the listeners, I, so. I assume once it lands because we're not gonna like tell anybody what's happening until it lands but we're not gonna hide it when it does so in the past what we've done is we've made jokes like oh there's a guest person but literally it's just like tanner from astronomics jumps on for 30 seconds <laughs> And he's like, "Hey, you guys are doing great." We're like, "Hey, thanks." And then we label him the guest host yeah, that was or the guest. <laughs> um, but what we what we've done is we've actually told nobody that you're here. We haven't posted anything about a special guest, like anything. We're just gonna launch. You're here. Then all the supplemental stuff is gonna come. It's gonna be. It's gonna be huge. It's gonna be hilarious. I love that. <laughs> um,
1: I got one thing I want to get into, so. I hear you have a, uh, let's see how to word this. Basically you essentially hate eating food at the quote unquote wrong temperature as in like you you refuse to eat cold pizza like yes. I think cold pizza is amazing it, for me ironically there's a running bit that uh, I eat cold leftovers every day specifically cold chicken so I always get made fun of because I, I I, don't have access to a microwave I'm not going to carry this whole big fucking like USB plug-in microwave lunch pail thing I, I share a, a tiny van with a co-worker I don't have room for all that shit so I just have gotten accustomed to eating cold food for the last 20 years of my adult like working career essentially so uh, what is your is there just is there specific foods that are worse than others or you just refuse to eat cold food in general
2: okay it's not about cold food in general because there's some things that I can actually enjoy cold like for example um there's like a place like a coffee place near me that sells muffins and when I order a muffin they're like do you want to heat it up and I'm like no (laughs) even though a muffin is objectively better when it's fresh and hot but Mm -hmm. I like for me it's a texture thing like the muffin falls apart too much if it's hot so i'm like i'd rather it stay in one piece and then therefore i want it cold <laughs> so it's not just across the board that like i don't like things to be cold mm-hmm. it's more about like and also a, a muffin or a baked good is like a totally fucking separate thing to me oh, like, yeah, yeah. do that at just about any temperature it's when it comes to specific like like a meal like a savory mm-hmm. food meal if and very specifically, if it is something that involves a tomato paste or sauce <laughs> that is that. typically hot when it's originally served, I have a problem with like congealed tomato paste or tomato sauce. So I can't fucking do cold pizza. Like it's, it's, I've never even, uh, maybe I could at, maybe enjoy a form of pizza that doesn't have tomato sauce on it but also then there's the cold cheese so i'm like at that point why would i fucking bother if i can't do the cold cheese and the cold tomato there's no other component of pizza that makes it worth it and i may as well just heat it up
1: (laughs) oh i gotcha uh you will will hate what i had but i
2: have a thing about food temperature in general for sure
1: I, I don't know why I did it. I was just lazy or what, but I ate cold leftover mashed potatoes and meatloaf tonight. That was my dinner. It was, I thought it was fine. I was just like, I'm hungry. This is here. I think it's because it was two servings in one container and I didn't, I didn't want to like divide it up and like get another plate dirty in microwave microwave. So I just kind of halved it in the Tupperware and ate the cold half. I was like, all right, cool. I have
2: dinner for tomorrow. I'm good to go. Oh, look, I respect it and I envy it. I cannot,
0: pers- <laughs> no, not a fucking chance actually. And it's, it's funny because of my wife she will eat she prefers cold pizza in most scenarios i can't i can't you're right it's the the congealed tomato paste the cheese like it's not rubbery it's not
2: the way the textures change with the temperature so it's like things that that get softer or meltier at a certain temperature but then they solidify more when they're colder that's that's what determines whether i can do or cannot do and that's like most things honestly in a cooked Mm -hmm. meal (laughs) like there's a reason it's cooked (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: I have I have I have a follow up it if
2: it's not cooked.
0: And I'm sure this will get the crew going and we could probably work with this a little bit. What is the number one way to heat up a pizza slice?
2: Um well, so now that I've you know air fryers exist that they're a thing that are accessible like that's mm-hmm. number one. Um if I didn't have access to an air fryer, however. And by the way, air fryer is 4 minutes at 400 degrees. That's the peak. That's like perfect reheated slice of pizza. Um if I didn't have an air fryer, though, or, like, in the days before I owned one, it would be in a cast iron pan on the stovetop, you put it at a pretty high heat, and you cover it for, like, a, a hot second, because mm-hmm. that would get melty again, but the bottom stays crisp.
0: I was I was going to say the same thing. Yep, yep, definitely pan fried. Uh, do you add a little water when you pan fry
2: it? Mm, I haven't. You know, I, I guess it might, maybe that depends on the pizza. Like yep.
0: Would, yeah like if there's the fruit or is. if there's fruit or veggies on it that because i've heard yeah. that adding water to a fried pizza yeah.
2: i'm a pizza would, I, enough i usually just do like uh and i'm I'm okay with like some slightly like fied elements in there but my go-to i really am mostly just like a pepperoni pizza girl hey, me
0: too yep yeah. yeah definitely uh margarita pizza
2: I love but margarita, it, yes.
0: Yeah, it's but it's gotta be buffalo cheese. If they don't make it with buffalo cheese, I'm probably not eating it. Or I'm gonna request buffalo cheese, or I just want your
1: pepperoni and cheese.
0: Yes, what the fuck, fuck is buffalo it. cheese, Joy? Is that a Canadian term? No, it's cheese made cheese? from buffalo milk. You fucking I don't I don't are you <laughs> joking? <laughs>
2: That's is it being sarcastic? Very common. That's kind of hard to find. Uh
0: yeah. So if I make it, I usually find buffalo buffaletta. Uh oh. yeah. Traditional margarita pizza is made with buffalo mozzarella. Never heard um, of them. Oh, and you will get Italian, like, and I don't mean Italian Americans, because, like, meh, but like, like real Italians will like fight you over whether or not it's real Margherita pizza, if it's made with buffalo pizza or buffalo mozzarella or not, and it does make a bit of a Wait, difference.
2: Do they even have buffalo in it in Italy?
0: Yep. I or, think a
2: buffalo is being uniquely American. That's wild.
0: Um, well, they have water buffalo and stuff over there, right? Like, it's not like our. They don't have bison. Bison. Yeah, I'm not
2: a livestock expert. I don't fucking
0: know
2: the difference. <laughs> know. Like, I'm just like, what? <laughs> yeah, no, they
0: have um over there. They're the water buffalo, right? Like the the skinnier okay. ones with the bigger horns. Like, okay. we're, I'm not talking bison because bison is is what we call buffalo.
2: Okay, you're right. That makes sense. Then I'm yeah. googling. I'm actively. Going <laughs> in a water buffalo. I'm like, I know that that's a thing. I've heard about it. I didn't ever, I don't think I really put together that it's not the same thing as a bison.
0: No, I've never heard of buffalo
1: cheese. So this is
0: a night nice for a lot of news. And they are cutie boys.
2: They kind of just like, they look like cows extra.
0: Extra cows,
1: nice.
2: They look yeah. like cows that play D&D.
3: Cow plus. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, sp- sp- speaking of D D D D and D and you know D and D adjacent, uh, we're here. You're a big uh, cos uh, cosplay fan. Is that yeah. something that's uh, a childhood thing or something that you got into as an adult? Or where's your cosplay? Uh, you know, come from?
2: Uh, I mean, I would say that it would have been a childhood thing had there <laughs> been a had I had a concept of that as a child. I, I mean, I was a Halloween kid. <laughs> okay, okay. Like, so that's
1: that's cosplay adjacent, yeah. I guess.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I started, I got into cosplay, I would say probably early on when I really got introduced to it, honestly, was like in like 2012, 2013. And it was only because I had fans of mine who were like asking me to cosplay certain characters and I decided to oblige, um... And then but I mean, I was already into like most of the same stuff before that. It's just I didn't even really understand that there was a culture around cosplay because it was honestly, I don't know when cosplay became like super popular and mainstream, but it was definitely around that same time. Um, Yeah, so the first character I ever cosplayed was Power Girl, and that was very popular. I went to I only went to one Comic Con as Power Girl, and it was in Phoenix, Arizona in like 2013. But I had a blast. Uh, that sounds awesome yeah it was really fun and it was a pain in the butt making the costume for that (laughs) Uh, yeah and since then it's like i've done a bunch of different characters with you know different levels of like effort i would say but my favorite one has been aloy from the horizon zero dawn horizon forbidden west series um not only because it's like just a fun it's a really fun like look to do for cosplay but also, like, I'm a huge fan of that video game series and her character in general. Like, I really love her. So that's, that's been my favorite one. And I there's more that I want to do, but cosplay is a really, it's, like, time-consuming. Mm-hmm. And, and expensive. Enough... Yeah, it is. It's expensive. And I'm, I'm enough of a, I'm not, like, a purist in the sense that, like, for my Aloy cosplay, I bought a custom-made, uh, like, suit you know the the actual costume that i was wearing on my body was custom made for me i paid a lot of money for it for it to fit me perfectly and it looks amazing but the reason i did that is because a lot of it is like faux suede and faux fur and i know i know actually enough about sewing because i grew up doing a lot of craft projects and stuff and i know how to sew i have a sewing machine i was like i don't have the tools the the time or commitment to sew this this is a lot like these thick fabrics and stuff, it's it's a lot to do. So I bought the costume, but I did hand make and oh God, I had to learn how to do like prop making. Um, because I made she carries a spear. And so I had to <laughs> learn how to do all this like techniques for prop making to create the spear. And that was the most fun for me. And that was kind of the first time that I learned like, oh, ooh, okay. And maybe I don't want to do all the sewing parts. But I love the prop making parts. So now I look for new characters that I can cosplay that would give me a fun chance to practice prop making more.
0: In an ideal world, who's next for your cosplay?
2: Like uh, time, time and money. Who? Carlock from Baldur's Gate 3. She's right. like a demon mommy. All right. I'm She's not, like I, I don't get that demon one. Demon
0: I get a lot of nerd stuff, don't get the Baldur's Gate stuff. I know of Baldur's Gate, but I couldn't say I know that person. All right.
2: It's Carlock, spelled K-A-R-L-A-C-H. I'm Mm. sure that there are listeners who will know about this character. Oh, no, they
0: will. We'll hear about it.
2: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Carlock is hot. Like I said, demon mommy. (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
0: Ultimately, I either grow hair or get a bit bigger, uh, because I want to do Wolverine at some point. Uh, My short stoutness, I would do a pretty good Wolverine, uh, or I'm going to do Oh You would yeah uh, kratos eventually oh. is a thing i'm gonna have to do
2: yeah both of those would be great
0: yeah but naked so-
2: <laughs> just, walk, just like i'm just as
0: kratos you're just naked as wolverine at least i get to like yeah, pretty much. Up a bit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> go ahead keith uh so in all your uh time doing cosplay uh have you ever done any larping
2: no i haven't uh oh, god i would t- i would I think I just kind of missed the boat on that as far as mm-hmm. like the time of my life when I would have had the free time to actually enjoy an activity like that. But, um sure. but yeah, I definitely, what's funny is when I, there was like a period of like one or two years when I was in college that I, you know, I rented a house with some roommates and there, our house was on a block with like a, a public park and it was the public park where all the LARPers would go every like Wednesday. <laughs> so I have, And every time I have so many memories of being in college, like riding my bike back and forth past this park, going (laughs) to classes and like seeing the (laughs) LARPers and just like me, just like speeding past my bike, being like, oh, I
0: I don't want to do that. This looks really lame. Are you guys
2: having fun? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was jealous. It looked like they were having too much fun, honestly. And I was like, honestly, it's the thing. It goes back to my me finding out that I have a thing for making prop weapons. I'm like, look at their prop weapons.
0: All right. Uh, can I change? Can I change kind of direction there? Yeah. Uh, what are your top two karaoke songs?
2: Um, okay. Uh, uh. Head Over Heels by Tears for Fears. And I have a lot of go to so I kind of got to pick another like favorite. That one's I, like the top one that I can always.
0: Top three, top five. And then okay. I just want to hear more about how much you like karaoke.
2: Uh, Fuck you by CeeLo. Yep. Uh,
0: <laughs> I haven't heard that in a long time.
2: Uh, F- forget Jolene. you. Jolene. Jolene. Dolly Parton. <laughs> Queen Dolly. Um, and I guess the the other one would just be like almost, almost not literally almost, but almost any Alanis Morissette song. Yes. There's like, there's like five or six that I can like, i know i can do it and yeah we owe her so much
0: i love alanis and like her her, she did a christmas album pretty recently Mm -hmm. um and then one day like my one buddy who's a big alanis friend i was like hey have you heard this song and it was reasons i drink (gasps) and then he was like she has new stuff and here i am like obsessed (laughs) with this song i love that yeah that's an incredible song um yeah I used to love karaoke all the time, even got invited to like try out for some of like the competitions and stuff oh uh, yeah do, do you ever do karaoke
1: uh maybe when I was a kid a couple i've have, i have a vivid memory of singing karaoke at like there was a I don't. Know, my dad had like a work party thing or something, and they had a karaoke machine there because it was like a, it was like a, at a big park. And uh, I remember it was my birthday weekend or something. And for some reason, I sang what is it? A a cry if I want to your birthday. It was like a really dumb. It was, like dumb, yeah, I was yeah. literally like I was like, why am I doing this? I'm like ten years old, is out here embarrassing myself. But uh. Uh, <laughs> I just had a thought like I want to. They need to figure out a way to do karaoke in Aberdeen this summer. Like that would be funny. Uh, actually,
0: of- so the zoo does karaoke on Thursdays. I have already thought about that. Uh, and what some of you will probably never guess, uh, I can rap like a motherfucker. So a lot of my karaoke songs, uh, you know, before he is who he is now, I did a lot of Kanye, uh, the Gorillas, like some of their older stuff. I would do like with the Three Six Mafia uh, songs and stuff like that. Uh, Rage Against the Machine, I can do pretty well as uh, and stuff like that. But so, do
2: you think you and I could do a duo? Of the song Roses by Outcasts, and I sing the sing parts and you rap the rap?
0: Very likely. If I was to like, listen to that song again, I could <laughs> probably get away with that. And I remember the one time a friend of mine, um, again, problematic person, but he was up there and he was like, he was trying to do Kanye Gold Digger and he just couldn't get through it. But he had heard me do um, Feel Good Inc. earlier in the night. And he just yelled, Joey, I can't finish this and dropped it. Mm -hmm. I've never in my life done Kanye. And I was like, all right, I guess this is mine. And I picked it up and I fucking nailed it. Like I nailed gold digger and, and it was crazy. And uh, yeah. So at that point, and then a friend of mine actually made a custom, a custom never before done, um, sound of the police by KRS one. He went and made that he sold it after he made it for me. And we did it once at my birthday. It was the only time I've ever performed that song was one time at my birthday back in like 2011 or something stupid like that. But yeah, karaoke is, is so much fun. And yes, if you happen to be in Aberdeen on Thursday night at the zoo uh, and you want to go top shelf and sing karaoke with me, please come in, please come in.
2: That sounds like fun. Do you have a karaoke name? Like a handle? I, like don't,
0: a, I don't i don't it's, it's just joey i'm so Mine,
2: i mean i've had multiple over the year but uh the one that probably is the only one that i actually remember using was the one that i used in college all the time which was man hands
0: hell yeah why because i
2: have large hands <laughs> that's it you're just like i just
0: i have big hands i am now man hands yeah, I mean, kind of and it was, and it was also kind fingers. of like
2: a play on the fact that my roommate at the time and we were like very close friends and she and I would like always go to karaoke together and the joke was that she had like hamster paws cuz she had much smaller <laughs> hands and so it was like she's got the hamster paws and I've got the man hands.
0: <laughs> <That's true. laughs> oh. All right, Keith, you got something else next? Uh yeah, so
1: I think we're you and I are a little bit of a kindred spirit in our uh enjoyment of Magic Spoon. So favorite Magic Spoon flavors?
0: Oh my god! What the um, fuck is Magic Spoon? Hold on, somebody a, explain to me what a Magic high, Spoon is.
1: High high protein high protein based uh, cereal that. You know they make like generic. They make knockoffs of like regular okay. cereals. All right, and they, t- they taste like eighty percent like a real cereal, but right. you're low lower fat. They lower co- but carbs, they
2: cost like high protein. Oh yeah, yeah,
1: they're fucking. They're 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 literally eleven dollars a box.
3: Oh my
2: it god. Me nuts.
1: And I can oh, I can shit. get two servings like, out of a box.
2: <laughs> man, in Kentucky, they're ten. I'm getting well, like, yeah. They, it's it's it's, it's
1: like it's like ten fifty. I have ra- I ra- I I round it up with tax, but it's like That's yes, it, it's it's ten and change.
2: Um got okay um honestly i feel like just the cinnamon one is like okay i cuz i mean my favorite like cereal cereal of all time is cinnamon toast crunch so Crunchy. i just i just like look for the thing that will remind me of that or replicate that um but the fruity is also really good
1: i like the uh the the maple uh the maple to me tastes a lot like was it a french toast crunch Maple's good. Yeah, if you see that one, get it. I I definitely give that a, you know, a 10 I'll out of 10. i probably
2: have to order it online because I know the only store that even carries Magic Spoon around me is Target and they mm-hmm. only have like two maybe. I think it's like they have the cinnamon, the fruity and the like chocolate or something and that's it. Yeah, the, the,
1: the yeah. big grocery store Wegmans near me just started selling it locally. Uh, i've had it before like my we 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 would buy it like for of a you know you buy a variety pack and you you know save a little bit of money Ugh. by buying a shit ton but then it's like then you've literally got to eat it before it goes bad and it's like oh it's uh, a lot of cereal but it's
2: just so good it's like i don't know how to explain it because i've had other there's another cereal brand that does like higher protein it's called three wishes that's good it's not it's not as good as magic spoon mm-hmm. And, like, there's a total wild difference in the texture between the two, and it's very clear which one I would rather eat forever, and it's the magic spoon. But they're harder to find where I live, so...
1: Yeah, my, my, my daily driver breakfast every day is a bowl of protein cereal, but it's not the magic spoon. The magic spoon I basically get like on the weekends and just like kill a box between Saturday and Sunday sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Sitting there <laughs> eating cartoons, eating yeah. this is
0: my this is my fruity cereal day. It is a I magic could,
1: spoon. <laughs> yeah. I could eat a whole box in a city. And if I I think yeah. I, I did that once on like it was like a I had a really shitty day and I was like, oh, I'm just gonna eat I'm gonna eat a bowl when I get home from work. I'm gonna eat another bowl three hours later and that's my dinner. And that's uh, I've definitely done that before.
2: Could could totally also do that. That sounds amazing. (laughs) Yes,
1: indeed. Any other uh, along the lines of, like, Magic Spoon that you've kind of found? Like, just a a hack, like a a high-protein, healthy-ish, like, thing that you implement into your, you know, your regimen?
2: Yeah, I mean, well, this isn't news to anyone, I don't think, because they're everywhere. But uh, honestly, I, like, literally have one over here that I just ate earlier. These protein pop tarts
1: oh yeah yeah yeah. i've i the uh i think i do this is it the cinnamon or the maple sugar or whatever the one that's basically
2: chocolate cake flavor it's just like chocolate on chocolate on chocolate um i tried a couple of the flavors like this one and that there's a s'mores one that replicates the s'mores pop tart which is and s'more pop tart is legit my favorite like OG Pop Tart. S'mores,
1: s'mores in the toaster is fucking, is, is baller for sure.
2: Yeah. They're really good. I like them a lot. Um, I mean, you know, I'm also, I'm very aware that I'm not eating a real Pop Tart when I eat it, but I'm mm. like, it's 20 grams of protein. Like, yep,
1: come on. That, that helps me, me, that definitely helps you Great. hit your goal of like body weight <laughs> yeah. protein kind of a day.
2: Yeah.
0: And where do you get those?
2: Um, I mean, they're easy to find. Uh, I usually, it's like, there's a, like a local based uh like supplement store here called next level and so they have them and then i also get them at it depends on where in town i am running errands and shit because it's like whatever's convenient at the time but also vitamin shop always has them so yeah Uh,
0: because my wife has an obsession with pop tarts so when we cross the border we try and hit like trader joe's target uh, there's a liquor store I try and hit because they have a special version of Jaeger that I can't get anywhere else. So,
2: yeah, I noticed the Jaeger sign behind you and I didn't want to bring it up unless it somehow became relevant. But I, I think now is my chance to bring it up. Do you just like really love Jaeger?
0: Yeah, yes, he does. Yep. <laughs> I can't keep it in the house. Do you no. like black licorice? I do. I do. Uh, but Yay! I don't.
2: <laughs> that's, my other, that's my other thing. I yep. am a black licorice obsessed person
0: uh it's uh, red licorice actually is just uh raspberry flavored wax there's no such thing as red licorice yeah uh black licorice is the top tier flavor um Mm -hmm. i would if i didn't need to have fluoride toothpaste i would have the aniseed flavored and non-fluoride
2: Toms of Maine toothpaste. Yep. That's, yeah, the, one. That's I, the I use that one for years. Yeah.
0: That's delicious. Except where I live, I'm on the country. I'm on a well, so I don't, I don't get fluoride in my water and oh, it's yeah. like, and I have acid reflux. My dentist was like, like normally you don't, but you do. So I have to, <laughs> yeah. um, no, absolutely black licorice, everything. I've got it. when I don't, when I can't have Jaeger, I'll just eat black licorice. Uh, if I could have non-alcoholic Jaeger, I would, if I could find like a, okay, here's the thing. Ghost supplements did a pickleback hydration mm. supplement.
2: That's amazing!
0: It's incredible. If they did that with Jaeger, I would be the most hydrated person on the planet. Because it just it would taste so good all the time. Um, yeah, I am in talks with Jager Canada every once in a while, just encouraging them to do like a Jager lifting. Uh, they actually That's know hilarious. me and my wife by first name <laughs> on social media because I'm always Great. just like, tagging them and talking to them.
2: So uh, funny! Oh my god
0: eventually I'm going to have this on my plates
2: night. Oh my God. I so love if you that.
0: Do, yeah. If you do plate snacks, use code unpaid, you'll save a few percent, but that's what I want my plates to look like is the, um, the, Oh dear God. the you symbol.
1: All our affiliates guys, uh, you know who they are. So obsidian ammonia. Uh, I've actually, okay. I'll, I'll take the opportunity. What I've, I've been doing in the summer with the summer breeze, whatever the, what's the one I we got from the lift hard last year.
0: Nothing. Uh, was, that was nothing. Dakota Breeze was released the Dakota, separately. The one that we got was the Littard Livese Ammonia.
1: Yeah, but what is what – is that? so that was their own scent or – There's no the scent. scent.
0: It's just ammonia.
1: Okay, so how do I just get – that's all I ever want. I don't want anything. Does he sell that? Because <laughs> I have a bottle yeah. that's like going to be dead soon at some yeah, point. Yeah, you want straight
0: uh, up ammonia from Travis?
1: Yeah, probably. Oh,
0: I can. Ho- uh, yeah, yeah. So just, you're going to want to do. I don't no, no, like no.
1: change. So I'm not going to be like, "Go, oh, let me get a flavor. Like, I I will try it if someone has different ones at Lift Hard or if I come across it. But no, I'm not every, gonna sp- I don't eh, want to spend 30 bucks for a flavor that might be like, Ugh.
0: Everything is varied in, in the way that Travis does things. So you've got, he does it in CCs, right? He's got the 100, the one, the 150, the 250, all the way up to nose bleach. And then the dim, the new Dim Mac is.
1: Yeah, I want Murderous. exactly what I have already. Just like another bottle of yeah. what Tanner so, gave me last year.
0: So you probably just want to go with like the Yellow Label or just the Ultra. Those are unscented, just stupid powerful.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If they're not strong enough, you want to go with the Dim Mac or the Nose Bleach. Yeah,
1: I don't think I'm going to need that. I think this is mid- mid- middle of the road.
0: <laughs> uh, I love Nose Bleach. Like, I tell ya. I love the nose bleach. It just, it murders you. It makes your eyes water. You cry a little bit, but it is the most powerful he has. Yeah. I don't know if I need that much, but maybe we'll see. Well, anyway, use code unpaid or, or use code lift bearded use whatever code you want to do to save on that Uh, one. uh,
1: So actually, okay. So, uh, uh, you know, Barbell Rescue, go, you know, obviously go buy one of those. Uh, home Gym Con, if anyone still hasn't got their tickets and want to go to that, hit it up. And then uh, Plate Snacks. Uh, I had We had three different orders of Plate Snacks in the last month or so. So appreciate you, uh, you know, everyone that's uh, bought a customized banner of one variation or the other uh, and used our code of Plate Snacks. I so appreciate that, guys. Keep that up. That definitely helps put pennies in our pockets and saves you a couple bucks.
0: And Home Gym Con. Absolutely. Don't forget Home Gym Con.
1: I said it. You didn't listen. As as heard last week when I rated episode 70 and you thought I had to say, rated the other one.
0: <laughs> so you guys know that Home Gym Con is going to be in French Lake, Indiana. And that Keith is very excited to be there. When right. When is
1: it? Uh, next uh, shit. Uh, somehow I don't know off the top of my head. Uh
0: a, so then, excited like, he doesn't know the date. <laughs> no, it's actually it, it, it's the end of
1: April, so it's 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 Comic Con for home gyms, and it's like it's you know it's two hours from your house uh, potentially. So, oh, you're that, saying I need to go? It's, I would put it on your radar. I would radar.
2: Try French Lake for that, yeah. I'd
1: put it on your radar. So it's a Friday very
2: exciting destination of French Lake, Indiana. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's,
0: uh, hey, it's, it was
2: in that
0: TV show. It was in Reacher. It, I like, don't know. The I bad remember. guy was in. About that. Yeah.
1: It is the, the shit, April 18th and 19th. Nope, I'm wrong. Where the fuck is it? Uh, I, it, it's at the end of April, but, uh, yeah, it's just, like I said, it's essentially like, it's a, you know, it's like a one, one hundredth of the Arnold, but it's all home gym equipment. And it's just like, you know, I, you know, people, a lot of, a lot of people just go there to, to network. Like there's a bunch of home, you know, as ironic as it sounds like there are, there are home gym influencers. So you got some of that crowd. Yeah. People that are just really into home gyms in general. And then, you know, there's just like, I think there's actually 90 vendors this year from Rogue, Rep, Titan, Bells of Steel, uh, you know, and a lot of smaller companies. So it's, uh, you know, definitely could put it on your radar if you wanted to, you know, have a, have a, a random weekend that was solely lifting and home gym, you know, immersed.
2: That sounds a lot of fun. I, I would definitely be into that.
0: Yeah, if I wasn't doing the Arnold and the Lift Hard Live Easy, I think Home Gym Con would be one I would go to if, like, the traveling was, like, that easy. But, um, yeah. yeah, doing the Arnold... My social battery kind of waxes and wanes, and it, uh, right now it's on the fucking wane. I promise you. And then I'm going to the Arnold, and that's going to be like a thousand people per square centimeter. Yeah, because I'm going only on the Saturday. Like we're going to show up on Saturday afternoon, and I promise. I was like, I'm going to go visit all my friends and see all the people I talk to online. And in reality, I'm probably just going to hover and be scared by the massnomics booth for six hours. Um, and then the lift hardly easy, of course, is what it is. Um, yeah. I have one more cat question, and yeah. then I think we can jump into games. So the cat you're holding now is
2: Georgia Banks. Mm.
0: This is Georgia Banks. Tell it's us about Georgia's crazy. wild ride.
2: Georgia's wild ride.
0: <laughs> oh, I love I love these reactions. God.
2: Okay, them. so this is going back to uh, Sam and I and our roommate living situation a couple years ago, and it was. It was, uh, Georgia was still baby back then. She was like maybe one and a half or so around there. Um, still, v- she's like five now. So she's she's got more life experience. But at the time, she was very unfamiliar with the concept of stairs. <laughs> <laughs> And our apartment was like a townhouse style where there were stairs that went down like you know it was like where you enter because we had a garage on the first floor, and then it was like you walk in through the garage and you, there's just a staircase that goes up to the actual apartment so um she she was she was like intimidated by the stairs. all she knew was like there are stairs and then there's a door at the bottom, and that's where people like people that I don't know come into the house, so I avoid mm-hmm. that. but one day she there was a um collapsed like you know broken down cardboard box that i had set near the top of the stairs that it was my intention to bring it down and put it in the recycling so it was just a flat piece of cardboard and it was sitting laying flat near the top of the stairs on the landing and she was getting as cats do she was like oh cardboard i want that and so she got into it or on it and or me you know no you know what it was actually it was even better because now i'm like shit it wasn't even collapsed. It was just a whole-ass cardboard box, but, like, open on the top. Um, so she climbed into it and just, I guess, was, like, trying to find her uh, level of comfort sitting inside this cardboard box without realizing that it was teetering on the edge mm-hmm. of the top mm-hmm. stairs. So, no. so she absolutely just, like, climbed into this box and yeeted herself down the whole flight <laughs> of stairs without realizing what was going on. <laughs> And it kind of, it kind of looked and sounded like scratch, 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 cardboard sound, cardboard sound. Like she just fully did like a. (laughs) On the way down. (laughs) And that was her very big adventure.
0: (laughs) Georgia. Uh, And it took
2: her a while after that to like not be scared of stairs.
1: I do have one f- more uh, random question and then we can play our games, I think, and then get into unpaid or underrated. So I still, in some of my research, I saw that at one point you had a podcast in between 2019 and 2021 is, I that, did. Uh, you know, it looks like it made it 30. I, th- I think I counted. It was, it was over 35 episodes or so. So, was yeah. that something you had fun doing? Is it something you see maybe getting into in the future or was it just kind of over, like, you know, we started this podcast less than a year ago and I love it. I see myself podcasting in some capacity the rest of my life as long as I can. Like, what is your take on it? And, you know, why'd you get out? Do you think there's a chance to get back in? any, any, any Anything you want to share on that journey?
2: Uh, yeah, I loved it. Um, and it's still out there. Like the archives are still accessible. It's still subscribable or whatever. I just, it's, there haven't been new episodes since like 2021, But it's called after adults, so if anyone wanted to find it and see what it was about, they can still do that. Um, Really, the reason I stopped doing it was because it became too much of a time commitment. um, Because I wasn't, it wasn't. I was also doing all the editing and everything on my own, um, and sourcing all the interview guests and and all that. And it was just like, oof, I gotta. It actually, it worked out really well because I started it um, in, you know, as we just said in 2019, and then it was a really great project to keep me going and, and busy and occupied through COVID oh, absolutely. shutdowns, um, but when stuff started to open back up and I started having to fly out to California more regularly again, it became a little too hard to keep up with it. I um, it was also the fact that I never really fully put any effort into monetizing the podcast mm-hmm. and. It's kind of hard to do a podcast forever and ever without... Having any like yeah. monetization?
0: We've
1: made like so, like forty bucks on our podcast.
2: Yeah, you can like, monetize like, this. Here. Like we made next <laughs> yeah. nothing. So yeah, yeah. I bought a
0: whole computer and microphone. Nobody has yeah. given me shit. <laughs> yeah,
2: I mean, I loved it though, and I've always kind of felt that I, I think that I will be doing podcasting again at some point in the future. It's more like I need to figure out what I want that to look like and mm-hmm. what my specific like approach or what the the gimmick of the podcast would be yeah
1: definitely (laughs) get help um I couldn't imagine doing all of it. Like I do like the majority of the scheduling and like a lot of the research and stuff, you know, everyone has their own niche that they contribute to the podcast. We have a third person that comes on and will host with us, you know, every 10, you know, he's been a host, you know, a handful of times, you know, he can be on any episode he wants, but he does all our back end stuff. Like literally every aspect, like Joey uploads a file and then Nate literally takes it all the way till like it's in people's ears. So I couldn't imagine doing everything, every single step. Like if I had to, if if my workload on this podcast was times three, I would not do this podcast. Like,
2: yeah, it can be filled up really fast. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, I loved it and I, I love podcasting as like a medium and I fully intend to like bring that back into, you know, my area at some point. Oh my God, this cat is like in my lap, like screaming at me. That's cool. What's now, wrong? You got fed. So you've done.
0: Um, I've been seeing on the Instagram, and you've been tagged and shared. You've you've done a circuit a little bit of other podcasts.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but like you also just to confirm, the number five movie on Netflix last year. You were in. I think
2: it was. Yeah, I'm not sure actually where it ended up landing at, by the end of the year. I know that it had several weeks in like in the top ten. I know. Netflix doesn't release viewer numbers, but they release viewing hours. And I've done mm. the math on that documentary because I was curious myself. And I figured out based on the 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 documentary is ninety-two minutes long and it has like eighteen million viewing hours. People
0: are slowing scenes down, I guess.
2: <laughs> it's, it's, it comes out to like 12 million people watched it, which it's, it's definitely still I yeah, I, so again, I haven't seen their official year end statistics, but I I assume it would have landed somewhere in the top 10 for 2023. Yeah, it yeah, was that,
0: that's incredible. And you were invited to be a part of that, because like, you were an early adopter of that, right?
2: Um, yeah, I would say I was invited to be there's it's kind of more complicated. And if someone watches documentary like like it's it becomes evident like why I was invited to be an interviewee for that one. But um, I, it was the the subject matter that they were discussing in the documentary is something that I was like, yeah, I was I was brought in early to that conversation because of a a interview that I did with a New York Times columnist that put me kind of in the spotlight. Mm. Uh, back in like 2020, yeah, and so that kind of like started the whole like avalanche, <laughs> the snowball of everything that led up to Netflix commissioning this documentary to be made.
0: I'll um at some point I get we will. I mean, if you're listening and you know who Siri is, I'm sure you can go and find that podcast.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't think Literally we're gonna <laughs> Siri doll. It's not that
0: hard. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> like we're trying to dance around a certain you subject here you want.
1: we can be amb- ambiguous if we need to be but it's your podcast <laughs> so like you don't yeah. have to you don't have to tippy toe for our sake we just didn't want to make it the focal point like we were you know yeah. wanted to focus on it so feel free to say anything and everything you want uh but yeah okay. i I did watch it uh a couple weeks ago i think uh definitely didn't know all the political aspect of it and yeah. i was like jesus there's just and a lot of different sides and different shit and it was uh it was definitely worth it's definitely worth a watch. So. Everyone go, uh... And
2: even now, I tell people this now because it's kind of wild how much things change drastically uh, in the media landscape, in, in any industry, but especially in mine, it, which is like that documentary came out less than a year ago. It came out in March mm-hmm. of 2023, and a lot of what's covered in that documentary is like no longer necessarily relevant today because uh, that Well, you know, I'll just say it like the documentary is called Money Shot, the Pornhub story. So it's about the existence of that website and it's sort of its history, its legacy and like some of the problems that have come along with the existence of that website. But like within the month after the documentary came out, the website, its entire, the entire company that owns that website was purchased by a private equity firm that then completely changed the leadership. So, like, a lot of what you see in the documentary is, like, they're talking about the website and then they're, like, well, the... They have, like, video, like, archival stuff that they show of, like, the leadership at at the company. But that's not even the people that lead the company anymore. It's, like, completely different leadership now. In a good way. Like, and Mm -hmm. I mean that in a really good way. Like, Like, they have the company's entire philosophy has done, like, basically a 180 on, like, they're now super transparent in a way yeah. that is like unheard of in my industry. And it's a good thing. Like it's a really good move. Cause we actually, I think a lot of, it's not even just in my industry, but just at large, like there's probably needs to be a lot more of transparency generally in media. So I like that that change has happened, but it's kind of funny because when I tell people about the documentary and now I'm like, well, watch it. And it's still, it's still worth watching, but also like, you know, take it with a grain of salt, because like, you have to remember that the company that's the subject of this documentary now looks very, very, very different than it did at the time that it was made. Um But did yeah, think,
1: did the documentary influence any of that? Or were those changes already like in motion by the time it, you had filmed all they that? They were. Okay.
2: Yeah, I think I think it's at the leadership at the time back then, they kind of saw the writing on the wall, they knew that they had been like, kind of you know, being a little too opaque about the the way that they were running things and it was becoming an issue. And, you know, and then this documentary is being made and then the documentary comes out. So they were actually already fully in the process of being acquired, like, several months before the documentary was released. But, I, I mean, the timing of that is still, like, the documentary, all the footage that we filmed was filmed... Almost two years before it actually was released. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's yeah. Awesome. I sat down for my interviews in that documentary in, like, September of 2021. And mm-hmm. it was released in March 2023.
1: So, yeah. <laughs> crazy how long it, makes to, it takes to make, like, a documentary. It's like, the, like, you know, pretty much every documentary you see is probably a couple years old or even longer yeah. sometimes.
2: And a lot of that is budget, too. It's like, I know Netflix commissioned it. They, which is interesting, honestly, to me. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, that's cool. Like, yeah. Someone who's in research or whatever they would call it at Netflix at the corporate level was, like, looking at cultural fluence and was like, we should do a thing about this, you know. And they decided to set aside budget to commission a documentary, uh, and and then they went and found the filmmaking team that they wanted to have make this film. And that's the do- the director and and crew that I ended up working with when I was interviewing for it. So it I found that very interesting that Netflix like wanted to make this thing happen.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And that they just like kind of like footed the bill and said, like, okay, make a make a true documentary, like you're going to present this topic neutrally. And I think they did a good job of that. Um so yeah, I'm just I'm happy it exists, honestly. <laughs> it was a cool thing to be a part of.
1: Absolutely. Oh. So
0: All right, well, we have this game left like to play.
1: Yeah, okay, so we, have a, we have a few things we'll do. I think we're gonna do a round of FMK. Joey's gonna ask him rush Rushmore, and then we can jump into our uh, our final game. So I'm gonna go. Uh, you know, are you, you're familiar with the game Fuck, marry, kill. Uh-huh. Okay. So we're gonna go FMK. <laughs> uh, it's gonna be a social media based one. So you know, you can interpret it however you want. Uh, mm-hmm. You know how 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 much you enjoy the app or how much the app helps you in your business. So Instagram, Twitter slash X, and TikTok. FMK
2: all right oh my god oh, that's hard kind of just can i just kill all of them <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh use your druthers you know that we always like to people uh you know explain why this that and mm-hmm. the other
2: okay i actually do need to give some thought to this okay so well actually you know the easiest one is kill tiktok
1: yeah for sure
0: yeah it's so toxic and weird
2: it isn't only for selfish reasons that I say kill t- because TikTok is the most, like, prude of all of them, so it, TikTok is the hardest for me to even exist on. Like, I truly can't do anything on TikTok and gain any traction. There was a point in 2021 where I had a TikTok that went so viral, it got, like, tens of millions of views. And you would think that that'd be a good thing, but no, it was terrible. It was bad. It All it got me was, like, hate engagement, and so... Yeah, and ever since then, I just can't even do a thing on TikTok without just being like annoyed or or just getting deleted for no reason. So like, fuck TikTok, you know, kill no, no, don't. I mean, you know, kill, kill TikTok, kill. yeah, don't fuck TikTok, yep. But also, fuck TikTok, um, <laughs> <laughs> and Mary, oh, okay, fuck Instagram, like because Instagram is for thirst traps, obviously, that's why it exists. In my world, especially. So, fuck Instagram, that's an easy one. And then, I guess, marry Twitter, although I would say that, like, not necessarily in Twitter's current state, but, like, the uh, marry the idea, marry the concept of Twitter, marry what Twitter used to be.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I-, I deleted my Twitter, what, what was it, like, we just started this podcast when I deleted my Twitter, so it was about last year. Yeah. And I was big. Like, I loved Twitter. I was like the Twitter guy. I was like, no, get on there. Have fun. Do all your stuff. And then as soon as Elon got it, what what about a Tumblr?
2: (laughs) I have a Tumblr. I don't, it's not super like beefed up, but, uh, you know, my, my first, my original website when I was just getting started in my career in like 2012, my original website for a couple years was Tumblr and it was Hmm. great. I was I was Tumblr famous for a hot second and then Yahoo bought Tumblr and killed it. So yeah. <laughs> It's a story as old as time when it comes to social media.
0: Somebody buys it and kills it.
2: Yeah, they love to do that. <laughs>
0: well, but they're saving it. They're saving us all. Okay. They
2: <laughs> um, us all. So
0: apparently um as we heard on the last episode of Massonomics, being uh, Midwest people, we have this game we like, totally invented, which is Mount Rushmore. Uh, uh, <laughs> original I, to us. Yeah, actually, it's, it, it is. Um, I want to know your Mount Rushmore of horror movies. Somebody asked me this one about a week or two okay. ago.
2: Okay. I understand um,
0: you're into horror movies, and I think you're into the same type as me.
2: Yeah, so the Mount my Mount Rushmore of horror movies would be Midsummer, Hereditary. I love Ari Aster. Um, oh, yeah. So There's is your a peace? Sign that makes this it, what is what does the balloons? Why is it a peace sign that does balloons? That's stupid. No, it's okay. not. It's not. <laughs> I think it is. <laughs>
0: it just, it just, oh, it is. is.
2: Okay. That's weird. Okay, <laughs> Midsummer anyway, Hereditary. Okay, so, yeah. One Mount, uh, no, no, Oh my God. Hereditary. No, well, Midsummer one, Hereditary two, um, the ritual three and God, the fourth one. That's like, that's the hardest one. Cause I know the top three are really easy for me. That's like the go-tos. And the fourth one is the one where I got to pick among like a bunch of the like ones that I'm like, mm, I like you, but do I like you enough to put you in the, the one remaining spot? I guess barbarian.
0: Oh my God. That was so good. Yeah. Wasn't it? And like, yeah. it started out so weird and misdirec- misdirect
3: mm-hmm.
0: Um, Have you heard the, the theories that Midsommar and hereditary exist in the same world?
2: That totally makes sense to me.
0: That yeah. there's one scene where the mother in hereditary is walking by and you see the two main characters from Midsommar in there. Mm-hmm. Um. A a fun fun unknown story is um, everybody always told me not to watch Midsummer with my partner uh, because apparently it led to a lot of people breaking up. I don't know if you heard
2: that. That's very funny. I can totally see that because when I, the first time I saw it, so my favorite story about me watching Hereditary for the first time because I was watching it with my partner. And like we, it was, we didn't see it in the theater. We watched it on streaming, you know, at his Mm -hmm. like apartment when we were it was earlier on when we were dating but um we're sitting on the couch we watched the whole movie and he i mean he has a he's more sensitive to like horror movies and to like graphic imagery and stuff than i am like i could watch something like midsummer or hereditary and go to bed peacefully mm-hmm. you know
3: that's me no yeah.
2: um he's not necessarily like that so One, he was already way more affected by the movie than I was, I think, just purely based on imagery. But also for me, it was like what really hit with the story of Midsummer was like, I really, in like, not in like that extreme of a way, but I like related to Danny in the sense that I've dated a guy like Christian in my life. It didn't end that way, obviously, but like I've been with a guy like that who's just like kind of like constantly gaslighting you and like, really like egotistical narcissistic and just like not very good (laughs) yeah um so for me watching midsummer that first time with the ending oh my god it was like cathartic for me i loved it every second of it and my my partner (laughs) was like loves to tell me about he was like remember the first time we watched midsummer together and he's like you know he the ending comes along and she's got the smile on her face and the, the fire and stuff and he said that he was just like in shock mm-hmm. and then he turns to me on the couch next to him and he looks at me and he just sees me like <laughs> just like yeah completely like elated like I was just like a hundred percent on board I was like yes Danny yeah.
0: I said the same thing and then I turned around and my wife was having a f- Full on panic attack. I had to like, like she was so frozen in place that I had to like shut off everything in the house, close the curtains. It did that much to her. And she's going to hate me telling that story. But like, yeah, Midsommar is definitely like one of those, definitely one of those movies that like it it triggers hereditary too. I think people don't give hereditary enough credit. And I still like the, the naked dude smiling in the background, like all of the smiles in that movie yes utterly terrifying
2: i will say like her or er, midsummer got me on the first viewing like i was mm-hmm. immediately pulled in i, and I was like i've only ever
0: are- watched it once i'm not allowed to watch it again
2: the <laughs> visuals are just really good like yep. just from like a filmmaking perspective that one is just like holy shit like it's so cool like i just it's beautiful to watch mm-hmm. which is a, par- a big part of why i like it um and I didn't really feel that way when I saw Hereditary, because I did see that one when it first came out, too. And I like I instantly loved it just for the like spoopiness. But I didn't necessarily like appreciate fully like the the, the filmmaking parts of it. Yeah. And since then, I've watched Hereditary a bunch more times. And like, I feel like every time I watch it, I appreciate it more. Um, it's yeah. a lot more intense to me than midsummer
0: that one i had to watch i think three times before i finally like he started picking up everything in hereditary because the first time you watch it you're like wait no way but it doesn't do that thing i hate in movies where they backtrack and show you all of the stuff you
2: missed that drives me nuts
0: yeah i hate that that's absolutely annoying i have not bothered to
2: watch solburn
0: does solburn do it
2: they kind of do that at the end, but it kind of works because part of Saltburn's thing is like it's kind of intentionally campy a little bit, so it's mm. kind of like it doesn't feel like it's like playing down to you as an audience at the end when they do this like reveal thing. But that's they what kind I of was thinking. Yeah, I don't hey. love it, but I'm also like okay, like it's fine. Hey,
0: dummy! Here's all the things you didn't notice. Yeah, it's like <laughs> thanks. Yeah, <laughs> right, let me watch it again and pick that shit up. <laughs> All right. So that's all right. We'll move into into the uh, the next part of the game, which is unpaid or underrated. Uh, This is our version of um, overrated, underrated, but obviously unpaid is (laughs) rated underrated is underrated. Uh, We have, in all fairness, uh, uh, most of these are what Keith picked out. I was not a huge part of this one. So, Keith, why don't you go ahead and pick your top two or three?
1: Yep. Uh so big Siri, we're gonna go unpaid or underrated convertibles. What do you think about the convertibles?
2: Unpaid is
1: the is it it's un, not un, unpaid sucks. Underrated is awesome.
2: <laughs> <laughs> underrated okay, underrated. Oh, go. that doesn't make sense. Okay, why did my brain like have a hard time I with did. that? No, I, I actually have a convertible, so I'm very firmly in the camp. I
1: I heard so that was something we were going to mention earlier, and I was like, "Oh shit, I forgot to ask that." So anything we kind of miss up top, I always throw, try to throw an unpaid or underrated if it's because <laughs> uh, because inevitably we'll sort it out with five or six, and then we'll end up touching base on half of them, and then we have to like on the fly add a bunch. I'm like, "God damn it, we already talked about that." Uh, so this is one I, I think I saw this on an Instagram story a while ago. Uh, so unpaid or underrated, cat brushes with the attached vacuum. Is that a thing? You oh have? my
2: god underrated it's so good i discovered it recently and you know how i discovered it there's a (laughs) story
1: okay well that's that's what we're here for
2: i had to so my partner and i were driving to texas to visit family for christmas and we split the drive into two days because we had both the cats and the car with us which is like a lot it's like a 15 16 hour drive which is doable with both the cats but we were both like i don't want to do it's too much so we stopped halfway and stayed at a hotel overnight anyway like my cats are good travelers but they do get a little extra stressed in the car on like longer road trips which they've been on a bunch so I kind of know what to expect but um it was like halfway through the second day of driving and so they've been like basically in a car for almost two days straight and Georgia my older larger more long-haired cat was getting very, very, she was stressed and she was showing it because she was shedding everywhere and her dandruff was going out of control. And I was like, God damn it. I'm going to. And then I remembered, so my partner was driving the car and I was in the front passenger seat. And I remembered, Oh God, I have a cool little like, um, the, uh, car vacuum. It plugs into the cigarette lighter <laughs> adapter in the car. And, but it's really low powered because mm-hmm. it's just like kind of a shitty little like thing for your car. And I was like, I bet, I forgot to bring her brushes with me on that trip, and I was like, I wonder if I can just like use the little there's like a little like like attachment that's like um with the brush like a silicone thing it's meant okay. to like get the stuff off the carpet in your car and I was like, I, I could just do that on her, and it'd be fine and like <laughs> So that is how I found myself in the position of being in the front passenger seat of a car that was going like 95 miles per hour on the <laughs> freeway with a cat in my lap, thinking, genuinely thinking that I'm going to turn on a fucking vacuum and vacuum my cat in a moving car. It's going to be fine. Cats love and vacuum sounds. <laughs> I found it the hard way. It is not fine. That was the first time I had tried to vacuum a cat in my <laughs> life. And it did not go well. I got str- scratched up a bunch. because oh, I
3: imagine. Get so. out of my
2: cat. Um, but that did lead me to, I was like, holy, that was the first time I ever thought, like, I wonder if they make cat vacuums for real, like ones that are made for cats. And I I found one on the internet and I bought it and my life has changed since like December
1: 21st because of that. That's (laughs) awesome. Yeah. I saw that and I was like, ooh, that would be awesome because, I literally like the, the the random. My cats don't love to cuddle with me, so it's like when I actually do get one, then I'm like, "Oh God!" Now I guess it's. Not, I'm not as upset because now I have to go change my shirt before I go outside. Yep. Uh, okay, mm-hmm. so I'll do one more here.
0: Uh, now that that does open up, of course the the suck and cut reference, right? From Wayne's World. Oh my God! Basically,
1: <laughs> so I don't
3: that. It
0: certainly does suck. No, okay. <laughs> That's okay. The Discord will roast you for not knowing that <laughs> reference, buddy.
1: I've seen the movie. I just it's been. <laughs> I haven't seen Wayne's World, and
0: as you can see, it sucks as it cuts.
1: Gotcha. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. Okay, so I'm old. As I don't I'm
2: get the cat cuts me because <laughs> <want> me <back>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
1: I definitely have my. I have so many scars from cat scratches and bites over the years. It's crazy. Um, unpaid or underrated.
2: Chicken pot pies. Oh, my God. Underrated. Chicken pot pies are so fucking good. I don't know. I don't understand why it's not more of a fixture. Like, why isn't this the thing that everyone's talking about all the time? Is like the concept of a first of all, pie Mm -hmm. on its own. Great. Excellent. Crusty pastry crust with the thing in it. But I just feel like savory like I feel like Americans don't have enough of an appreciation for savory pie fillings and it upsets me greatly because I love chicken pot pie or like shepherd's pie or like any pie honestly that has like meat in it and things shepherd's now, pie ever, is top
0: tier food
1: Do you ever um, make your own or is it just uh the the frozen you know what what what's your, what's your go-to chicken pot pie
2: I had so there's like boomerangs, which is like a frozen brand that you can find. I mean, they always have it at like Whole Foods because it is a little more like like a like a bougie specialty item. Um, and then there's other brands I've seen as well that do like a frozen chicken pot pie, but the boomerangs one is like probably my favorite that I enjoy the most. Um, but I made it. Yeah, I I went on. A, I had a big thing. Um, there was a time several months back when I was out of town for an extended period of time, and I. For what something hit me, I think it was that I bought like a frozen chicken pot pie and I was eating it and I was like, God, this is so good. I want this every day. Yeah,
1: well, wouldn't you?
2: And I texted my partner and I was like, hey, do you like chicken pot pie? And he was like, sure, I guess. And I was like.
3: (laughs) And he was like,
2: (laughs) (laughs) how how
0: dare you not feel the passion I felt in this one single (laughs) sentence text? (laughs)
2: yes and so basically i was like well that's i was like i need to make a chicken pot pie because i was like i need you to understand how good this is and so it was a big thing because i made a big deal out of it and like i i did i made a chicken pot pie from scratch like i made the crust and all that shit and it took me so long and also i i was like the recipe i got i didn't realize that it was like Industrial strength, basically. <laughs> so I thought I was making one chicken pot pie, and I ended up with two really fucking large chicken pies.
0: <laughs> nice. Which
2: was a fantastic mistake. We and, had food for like a week. Or have more.
0: you have you ever had a
2: tortilla? Uh, no, is that sounds French? It, it is.
0: French and my laugh makes a really good one. She usually uses um, a veal. Sometimes I get her to use the bison meat. And it is essentially a meat pie, but it's like a—it's a, a French Canadian type of like pie.
2: I would love that. That sounds spices good. Spices
0: and stuff. Okay, next time you're up this way, I'll make you some.
2: Oh, that sounds so good. I would love that. Yeah, well,
0: not me. I won't make it. I'll get her to make it. She don't. I can't make <laughs> shit. Someone
2: will make some. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm gonna hand the reins over
1: to Joey to pick. Uh, there should be there's looks like there's four or five left. So yeah, I'll so go.
0: Th- I'll go two off. of them. There you go. Uh, unpaid or underrated? Uh, pork steak.
2: Pork steak.
1: Yep. It seemed oh like God. there was a. I think there was a story there. There's just. Yep.
2: Pretty sure there is. Oh God, Sam's putting me <laughs> on the spot for all this shit. God, she's damn it. like,
0: I'm going to go on this silly podcast. Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm going to say unpaid. And I, you know why? You know why he threw that in there? Because. I received, I was the recipient at some point of a very large, frozen, like bone in duo of bone in pork chops. They were very, very, very large. Mm. They were like this thick, like two inches thick.
0: Pork the, chops. the balloons showed up
2: while you did that. That's how big they, they were. Yeah, that was funny. I, they were frozen when I got them. So I was like, well, put them in the freezer. And It became a fucking curse because as I actually love pork chops, like it's one of my favorite, it's like a specialty thing that I like to cook. My partner doesn't eat pork, so it's kind of like, I don't actually make it very often. So it's, that's part of why it became a curse because I was like, these are giant pork chops. If I cook these, it's going to be like all on me to eat this shit. And so it just became a thing that was like a joke ongoing for like years that I had these big ass fucking pork chops frozen. it It was like, have you eaten that yet? Like... So where they ever became consumed a menace they get tossed oh, eventually like, I was just like, God damn it. And I like had to throw them out because I was like, there's no way at this point. Come on, that's man. Great. Like we had a power that's... outage and I had to transfer the freezer contents to my friend's house. And at that point I was like,
1: fuck this. Yeah. like That's, that's definitely a good time to get rid of stuff. You know, you're not going to eat in the next like month.
2: Yeah. I, if they were a more reasonable size, I would have eaten them. It was the fact that it was two huge ones and they were like two inches thick each that I was like, and and that I received them frozen. So it's the thing where also I have ADHD. I'm not capable of planning my meals 24 hours in advance. So yeah, it's impossible. It's fucking thing. I have to thaw it and it's going to take <laughs> at least a day.
0: Yes, we all know that
2: uh,
0: <laughs> meal planning is literally impossible and I don't know how anybody so does it. Yeah, it's, it's just not a possible thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go with the last one. Uh, unpaid or underrated self-cleaning cat litter boxes
2: oh underrated Ch- life-changing yeah i have one that um i mean i've had a couple i had one that was like kind of a pan one where it scrapes through and it yeah, was which, good but which like, one do
1: you recommend because i've been trying to get my wife to pick one and like to go when she's like oh no they'll, they'll, they'll be afraid of the litter box so tell my wife why yeah. the cats won't be afraid of the self-cleaning litter box <laughs> sorry i did hijack yeah
2: that. I mean, my cats got used to the first one that I had, which was uh, fuck, I don't remember the actual brand name of it, but it's it's one of the more um, it might be like pet, no, it's pet safe, I think. Yeah, I think it's pet safe was the brand, and it's it's just flat, like mm-hmm. like it's an open flat thing, and but the thing with that one is that you have to buy their cartridges. Ah, fuck that. It's like it's like um, a cardboard like litter box kind of thing that you that's the cartridge and then the mechanism that does the scraping that cleans it is like fitted on top of the cartridge so but it kind of like you like ropes you into this thing where you have to like buy these cartridges yeah, that sounds like a,
1: i don't want a subscription to my fucking litter box
2: yeah that's kind of <laughs> what it
1: would put it we don't like subscriptions
2: yeah it worked great Um, also I would say that a reason that that one's probably so popular is because the actual litter box itself is pretty cheap to buy. Like when I bought mine, it was like $160. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. I've seen them from a hundred to like literally a thousand and then like the five, the $500 one looks like it might be the ticket that like articulates around. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So that's, and that's what I have now actually is the one it's not, I mean, there's a couple different brands. I think litter robot was probably the first one that did the like barrel style where it rotates. Um and I don't have a litter robot. I have a different one. It's Pet Pet Kit is the brand. Um and I did a lot of research before I bought it. Uh it's it's great. I love it. My cats love it. And that was that's the first and still the only litter box they've ever had that is covered. So oh. I was a worried at first that they'd be weird about going inside of a small cave to do their business.
1: <laughs> I mean, we
3: they do. They seem to
2: love it. So yeah. yeah
1: i'll definitely i'll definitely look into that one for sure it was
2: like 500 something dollars it was a lot i was like am i sure about this shit and then i got it and i was like oh okay no it's good (laughs) but that gets it to
1: where like it just basically collects the shit in like a reservoir for like a week and then you just dump that bag of shit and then you're good
2: yeah and kind of for me the big selling point i was like the litter box itself is more expensive but i can use pretty much any litter i want in it so i don't keep buying this like and it's also just like less waste in general that was the thing that about the original one i had that made me feel kind of bad over time i was like this is very unsustainable to like just buy these Mm -hmm. like like um the like crystal litter things that's like in this big cardboard it's like it just goes in the trash and i don't really like that so now it's back to just like i have like it's like a clay-based litter yeah, and I just bag it up and it goes in there. But I at least don't have to scoop the litter multiple times a day, which is what I had to do back when I had a normal litter box.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think everyone I think everyone could probably benefit from that for sure. Well, uh that rounds us out on that I hear. I think I believe you passed,
0: right, Joe? Do you think she passed? I think she passed. Yeah. Good, good, good. good, good. <laughs> uh and then normally uh we would just open this up. Do you have any questions for us? Oh. Um And you already nailed me with the Jager one, so
2: yeah, I got you with the eagle. One. No, <laughs> no, I can't think of anything else off the top of my head. That's so not bad being hot for Q&A, though. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I, I, I do want to thank... Um, actually, in a rare caret, a rare occurrence, I didn't invite Big Matt tonight. Um, we actually... Nobody knows we're recording. Uh, nobody knows what we're doing tonight. And this was the one time I could say that Big Matt... Uh, Sorry, man. Didn't reach out to you tonight. That's on. This one's on me. This one's on me. Uh, So we'll try and get to you next week. I promise you. Uh, Mostly squat videos is his Instagram handle. And uh, we try and get him on every week and he just snubs us. I don't know what the problem is, but this week is on me. I didn't invite him. Well, dang. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Every once in a while, I drop the ball. it's probably once a week. (laughs) (laughs) Once in a once a week while <laughs> once in a week while yep, um, but I mean I'm Joey underscore Malesco. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. Uh, I'm boring. Like if you follow me, trust me, you're not going to find anything interesting other than lifting my kids and probably some cigar shit. Um, Siri, where can we find you?
2: I am on Instagram at the Siri Doll again, and I'm on Twitter at the Siri Doll, and I mean you can also. I mean, be careful if you're Googling me, you know. (laughs) Don't Google Siri in front of your parents. (laughs) Yeah, don't Google me in front of your parents. But if you just Google Siri doll, D-A-H-L, you find my stuff.
1: Well, awesome. Everybody go be, be sure to go give her a follow. So I'm big Keith, Keith on 73 on Instagram. Go follow my orange gym. Then I'm a wine cellar. Uh, More importantly, go check out unpaid and underrated podcast on Instagram, YouTube, and our website, unpaid And until then uh, we'll see you next Tuesday.